Hello and welcome everybody to the Melomancy Podcast. Today, uh, we we honor uh, a, a dear uh, departed friend, Waluigi from Smash. <laughs> Moment of silence. My name is Dylan. <laughs> My name is Victim. And uh, today, uh, nobody gives a shit about Waluigi. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> I I have a hard time even caring about Smash, and I finally got what I wanted with you know Xenoblade characters added in the last couple updates ago. But uh, um, I still haven't like bought the second season. I haven't even played Smash since uh, bleh came out. Uh. I still need to buy it. I've been telling myself I would, but you have a Switch, and I thought you would get it, and and no, you don't. So so bear with me for a second while I I check if the sound worked. Uh. I still need to buy it. It worked. All right. Muting that tab. I got the chat open if anyone wants to ask any questions, but it's a little behind. Just a fair warning. So, victim. That was a weird echo. Where? Uh, so. Or did you make that noise? I clapped along with you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking with me now. Man, I got, I got ADHD so bad that it sometimes <laughs> manifests in the form of Tourette's, so. It, it, it's you got that full body Tourette's going on. So, yeah. so speaking of full body Tourette's, tell me about Tales of Arise. So I, I asked you last episode, right? So the dear viewer binging our podcast in 2030, right? They're going to be like, oh, not this shit again. But it's been two weeks. Like, God damn it. I didn't watch that episode. Fuck. <laughs> this is your sign to go back, listener. No, uh, what happened? So have you, be- have you beaten it yet, for one? So. Are, are, are you close? Do you? Any idea? I forget what I mentioned last time. Like, where I left off. But, I guess, to start, the, for the series at whole, we're maybe, like, halfway. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> the game, their current game, though, the newest one, Tales mm-hmm. of Our Eyes, we are, I, I estimate about a quarter left without really having any sweet fucking clue. Hot damn. But, yeah. It's just. I was doing side questing it, today. It's so, so many. I know. So for those who aren't aware, Victim is actually going through every single Tales of game that exists, except for like the mobile phone ones, of course. Because yeah. why would you put yourself through that? Um, I don't have. There's not enough time in the world to do that. Yeah. So you're, but you're going through, and you're like maybe halfway through the series. You took a break from doing them in whatever order you had because the new one came out and it was hype. Yeah. And um, when I last talked to you about it, you um. I'd only played like the beginning. I think you only concluded your first stream of the game. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what's your updated take on it? Like, uh, is it your new favorite? Is it just good? Is it is it bad? Like, so I've kind of gone through like the the seven stages while playing the game. Um, oh no, <laughs> that might sound weird and even bad, but honestly, I think it's a good thing. Um, so I'll preface: if you've never played a Tales game before. And you're you're down for like modern gaming? I guess it's something to, to preface. I guess it uh, it's probably going to be an amazing fucking game. And mm-hmm. I, like that's kind of why when I mentioned it to you, Dylan, I'm like, you've never played a Tales game, so you're probably going to love it. It's probably like one of your favorite RPGs. It's it's like really good. But the issue is, is that coming off the heels of playing Tales games and playing them like pretty much from like middle school onwards, I it's just not the same. It's it's different. It's different in a way that's really jarring at first. Um, mm-hmm. To to which most of my friends have played Tales games. Uh, most of the people I met through stream and all that uh, ended up 
not dropping it, but like not liking it by the end. Ooh. So, but on the flip side, I have many viewers who it's their first Tales game, and it's like the best thing they've ever fucking experienced. So really? it's like, but I think I'm an outlier. While I love nostalgia and I can latch on to nostalgia really hard, I'm willing to let it go. So once I played through the game, learned the combat, got pretty decent at it, actually. I'm, I'm chaining combos really fucking hard now, and it feels so fucking powerful. It's so good. Um, I, I love it. I think the story is really good, too. I think it carries it, um, but the gameplay doesn't get sidelined because of it. Um, but yeah, no, there was definitely a moment, though, where I was like, I don't know if I like this. I'm like, I, I, I don't know. Hmm. I, 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 I'm, I'm sitting here like, why am I playing this? It's like, I'd, I'd rather just be playing, like, one of the other games but then <laughs> you know i didn't stop at that I, I crossed that hurdle and i'm like nah nah i really do like this game it is pretty good so um how what kind of rpg would you compare it to because i i know like uh, a lot of jrpgs like emulate each other i mean there's always the trendsetters but there you can always compare it to something i think tales kind of does uh i mean it, it did set its trend in in, in that all combat is instanced, except it's not turn-based. So it still followed that random battle situation that like Final Fantasy had, but instead of being turn-based, it was all action. Okay. So I'm not entirely certain what I'd compare it to, but I mean, I don't know. Take your favorite action RPG. Or fuck, this one, you could even take something like Devil May Cry if you really wanted to. Uh, Devil May Cry, but you can build your own combos. Maybe would be a way, and then all combat's instance instead of it being an adventure game, or well, your combat doesn't take place during the adventure. It just, you know what I mean. Point. You're running around <laughs> an overworld map. The screen shatters and then swirls down a toilet, and then well, kind of, and then you're playing they, Devil May Cry. <laughs> yeah, they they do they do the more modern thing of like you run into the enemy, but still, kind of like Final Fantasy 13, the first one. Uh, yeah, where uh you you run up and you smack them, and then you stop, you battle, you end. You're back on the map, and it's relatively seamless. Yeah, I well, on my PS5, it is very seamless. Oh, I, very I would hope well so. Getting yeah. your money's worth out of that damn thing. It's not just the Demon Souls machine, I see. <laughs> I also got to say, if you're a fan of fireworks, the game is flashy as fuck. It is very fun to watch. Yeah. Um, but what, it also uh, is extremely difficult, I should also add. That's what I think I liked so, about uh, Final Fantasy XV. It was very fun to watch, but it was not difficult. Yeah. To its detriment. Um, uh, yeah, I definitely do its detriment. I think, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people really didn't like, like, there were, I think there was like two kinds of people. There were either the people that like, are like, fuck it. It's an RPG. I don't give a shit about the, the gameplay or it's the other camp was, this is like the most brain dead combat I've ever experienced. I can't play this game, mm -hmm. but I was definitely like one of the, one of the ones in the camp was like, woohoo, <laughs> warpy boy go everywhere. Woo. <laughs> I just teleport around like a like a like a madman. This is cool. Like I get it. It's it's so fucking weird. I, my biases lay in some weird locations, and then when I trip over them, I I tend to like forgive everything. It's... I, I think it was smart of them to make the multiplayer expansion, even though nobody plays it. Uh, for one, you could solo it, but like it's kind of like yeah. Metal Gear Online two was to Metal Gear Solid four. It's like it's more of that, right? So if you like Final Fantasy fifteen, but you also like uh challenge in your combat and not just doing the end game hunts and bosses and fitting because those are hard right yeah 
Adam like, Antoys was a fucking prick. But the game, like, it, it's either super hard or not hard at all. If you want, like, scaling difficulty that actually feels like you're growing as a fighter, like, the Comrades DLC is for you. Like, and it even has end bosses. Like, you can fight Ifrit uh, as your little custom guy. And you can fight Bahamut, who does not appear as a boss in the main game. But he does appear as, like, the final boss of, like, uh, Comrades version 1. Uh, nice. it was added in a later version uh, as, like, an extra boss. But, um that's dope as shit right um and you fight him on that island where, where noctis wakes up after the 10-year thing like the, the they're there and it's awesome like that was super cool and th- that game is that that mode that everything about comrades is, is it's like what final fantasy 15 kind of should have been because it feels like uh it's more difficult because you're not the fucking king right uh but you yeah. have a similar set of powers and you the gameplay is the same it's the same fucking game um the movesets are a little different. Kind of like playing a different party member and how their movesets are very different. It's just another moveset. Okay. And in fact, if you play Comrades, uh, there is a side quest you can get uh, during Chapter 15 where you meet your character who has lost his voice. His or her voice. Um, but is some sort of seasoned badass in the Kingsglaive and temporarily joins your party. And you, I don't think you can control them, though. Uh, but I, if you could, it probably would play like Comrades. That's pretty dope. Um but that actually sounds cool. It's one of those ones where, like, I skipped over it because I, I was basically told it was one of those like things that I would probably have to put a lot of time in mm-hmm. with very minimal story progression. It was le- released as its own game, much like yeah. Metal Gear Online Two was. Uh, it was very much its own game, but it's uh, kind of light on the story because there's plot and it's canon to the story of Fifteen. But like, it's a lot of extra. It's like if you really love Fifteen. And I know you do. Like maybe, oh, yeah. maybe if you replay it sometime, actually get the Arden DLC. Maybe you should treat yourself to actually playing through Comrades all the way, even if you have. Yeah, to might not it. be a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. Get some more hours out of the experience. Uh, that might be something for you, um, especially if you ever decide to go back and, and play episode. Maybe maybe you should do a Final Fantasy uh, marathon, starting with one. That would be nightmarish. <laughs> I mean, it, it's fewer games than Tales, right? <laughs> Kinda. So the issue is, is that while it is fewer games, I think all Tales games have had some semblance of voice acting, and very early on they had entire mm. voice acting, or majority. Like we could say somewhere in the range of like seventy, eighty percent. That's a good point. So a lot less reading for victim, but Final Fantasy one through nine, ten, or one through nine, ten would have been when they introduced voice acting, right? Yeah, I think. Yes. Yeah. So that that that's a uh, that's like at least. To be fair, to be fair, uh, you could play three and four remaster, the the DS version which was remade for Steam. That oh ha- yeah, yeah. That has voice acting and it has very good voice acting. Oh okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. They... I mean, I am gonna go through those games eventually. I just don't think I'm gonna marathon them. Yeah. It's got the same dudes that did the voice for uh, Kane and Cecil from uh, Dissidia, if you remember them. Oh fuck! Okay, yeah. yeah. And they they did a knockout job on those two characters, and they are they are there in the the Steam version. I think you'd like it. Uh, but uh, speaking of Tales of and how they don't have a Smash rep, uh, tell me reactions to the news. Sora in Kingdom Hearts. I I didn't watch the direct. It was hot. It was immediately spoiled for me as soon as it happened because like yeah. everything was like, oh my god, it's finally happening, and I'm just like, what's happening? Oh, okay. So this is a hot <laughs> take I've come to learn. Okay. Uh, in modern gaming. Um, I fucking love Kingdom Hearts. I'm a closet Kingdom Hearts fan. Um, no shame. No shame. It's all right. I, I'm, I'm, 
I, I, I respect the opinion where people are like, oh, I don't like the story. It's too convoluted. It doesn't make any sense. Because honestly, I, I can't, I can't fucking ask anyone to play through. Yeah. All of those games. I've said all those things, and I've played but the first I, two. But I can, <laughs> I can guarantee people. You do. I trust me. You don't want to. If you don't enjoy the games that well, that much, don't. Just don't. It's too much. There's too many. Too many. Don't do it. Too much to get through. But if you did, it is a very complex still, but very makes a lot of sense. There's actually very few loopholes. Um, or not plot holes. Sorry, Are plot holes. Sure? That's that's the word. Oh no, plot holes. Sure, it's it's a consistent yeah. story. It's just complicated. Yeah. Hmm. It. Uh, but like. Uh, me and Haxon have sat down and talked about it at length. Yeah. And most of the stuff that is an issue is things that we probably overlooked as kids. Like horrible translations, horrible voice acting. Sometimes the dialogue just straight up doesn't fucking make sense. And yet the voice yeah. actor still read it out loud. Has anybody checked on Haxon? Is he okay? Did he have a heart attack? Like, Yeah, we actually played League with him the other night. Not too long ago. No, I mean like today. Oh, fuck. I didn't even... I don't even... I, I sent him the video and I don't think he ever... I don't think you ever I'm gonna, go I'm gonna go on our Discord and I'm gonna I'm gonna tag him and be like Are you alive? Did the news give you a heart attack? That was not a pun. God damn it. <laughs> uh... He's the biggest Kingdom Hearts fan I know. He's got the Kingdom Hearts profile picture on every profile I've ever seen him have. Yeah, he's definitely a larger fan than I am. You know, I I consider myself a pretty decent fan. <laughs> so I, I i can't hate you know kingdom hearts uh so i'll recap the story i've definitely told it on the podcast before but it's topical so yeah. i'm gonna fucking talk about it so my experience with kingdom hearts like i played through the first one a friend of mine uh from high school a good friend um i introduced him to final fantasy and he got obsessed right uh clearly i am a bad influence he was very impressionable Oops. Because, like, he, he just, like, played shooter games before that, like, Goldeneye and then later Halo, right? But then, like, I was like, you should try this. And then he, like, loved it, right? Uh, Final Fantasy X is his first one, so it's his favorite, naturally. That's, like, the rule of the early 2000s, right? Is Honestly, the though. first Final Fantasy you play will be your favorite. Um, like, if you think about it, Halo is probably a gateway to both sides of things. Halo had a pretty good story. Yeah. Like, so once you start realizing, wait a minute, I really like the story in Halo, and that's probably why I like all this shit. Yeah. And I like shooters, so that's probably why I like all this shit. And mm -hmm. I think that's honestly why I go both ways, too, in all fairness. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's a good plot. There's a lot of voice acting, storytelling, and, like, you're along for the ride. And it's like, so Final Fantasy X is, like, the, the a really good jumping off point uh, if you really liked early Halo 1 and 2. Uh, and skipped yeah. out on Final Fantasy. And that's exactly what he did. And then uh, he went back and played the other ones. Um, I, I remember his older brother got to play Final Fantasy VII after he did, and, and I remember, like, we did really good not to spoil it for him. He he was fucking shocked, because it was early enough that the internet wasn't so omnipresent that everything spoiled all, from the get-go, right? And so the big plot twist about all, all the people who die in Seven, uh, specifically Eris, but also all the other deaths, and all the other twists and turns, right, uh, were... Uh, we got to see those, like, his reactions live, like, in person in, in his little basement room. It was fucking dope. That's pretty great. It, it was a very positive experience for me, man. Like, it was awesome. So, Kingdom Hearts, uh, my friend uh, that I'm talking about, right, he he played that without me. Like, 
I was like, this is a thing. It's got Final Fantasy characters in it, but I don't really, I don't really care for it. He tried it, and he's like, he's like, Dylan, you gotta try it, right? And so he let me borrow the first <laughs> one. I played through the first one. It was kind of hard to follow along. The story was a little bonkers, right? It is very rough at first, yeah. And then I got the second one borrowed. Didn't, didn't buy it, right? Um, and this was the 2000s. I had to play in the living room because that's where the PS2 was, right? And I had to get through the Little Mermaid section. And I couldn't do it. I'm just like, I'm like, this is kind of, cr- I kind of liked it, but I'm like, this is kind of cringy. And my parents are looking at me funny. Right? It's funny because you only have to get through the first bit and then there's no more. I, I know. I know. But like, I couldn't find opportunity to do it while no one was home. And so I'm like, there, it's like, I'm a, a teenager watching the Little Mermaid. And it's like, Times are different. The Zoomers don't get it, man. Like, the Zoomers have it so good. Like, every little piece of media, like, nobody gives a shit. Like, it's it's undertones or, or any of the characters, yeah. right? Like, you can like whoever you want. But in the 2000s, like, could you imagine, like, a, a fucking teenager sitting there, like, really, like, bopping along to the Little Mermaid? They're going to think something's wrong with you, right? Dude, I like, <laughs> I was too Chad for that. If someone if, if someone came in and, like, what the fuck are you playing? I'm like, Kingdom Hearts, bitch. I, I know. I didn't have that, right? Like, uh... <laughs> I'm sure my dad has given me quite a quite a bit of side eyeing over the years. I know, but... I know, but like, like my mom is super obsessed with Winnie the Pooh, specifically the character Tigger. She has like a closet full of merchandise. It's kind of creepy. I mean, in in an endearing way, it's like that's a lot of merchandise. It's a little strange, but that's what people do when the internet wasn't a thing. Like they collect stuff. People collect stuff, right? Um, I, I'm the same way. I collect things. Like I got battle songs. I got like five of them right here. Um, like the Cerberus V2 here. I have a new one, the BB Firefly, since the last time we talked. However, my son took it and hit it, and I can't find it. Uh, as what of, a guy. As of today. Like, it only it's only gone missing for, like, one night. Like, for, like, the last, like, four hours, right? So, I mean, it's not too late. I have a pretty good idea where it is, but I'm going to make him go look for it. <laughs> Fair. Right? I don't, I don't think I collect anything. I mean, I have some figures that i've gotten over the years but you, i don't go to my way to buy them you collect uh beautiful chinese waifus in a game about uh spending money i also collect cans because i'm too lazy to th- put them in the fucking spot where they go <laughs> but that's about all i got I, I think gotcha games kind of prey on the collection mentality because like collecting things is fun right it is and like i used to play pokemon the trading card game competitively and you know, it was a huge endorphin rush of buying a box of cards and then opening every pack and seeing what you get, right? Or going to a pre-release where you're given a, you pay an entry fee, you get a bunch of packs of the new box that's uh, available as of the day after, and then um, you build a deck out of the cards you open and you play a little tournament with everyone else who did the same. That's fun as fuck, right? Magic the Gathering does the same kind of pre- pre-releases. They, they definitely stole it from them. Um, but, like, that's awesome, right? But, uh... You think about it, trading card games are kind of predatory, kind of like a loot box. Cause it, what's the difference besides it being a physical thing that accrues value, right? Uh, it's still just cardboard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's all a perception thing, right? It's like mm-hmm. people will criticize something without really realizing the full ramifications of, like, what exactly they're... Now, I'm by no means saying that I like loot boxes and games or anything like that, but... It is something to be said. Actually, right. it's okay. You could say that because think of it this way, right? The the physical trading cards are just fucking pieces of cardboard with stuff printed on it with uh, artificial scarcity, right? Uh, 
video games like gotchas uh, or games with loot boxes, right? Um, that stuff's all arbitrary, and you could get banned and have it all taken from you, right? Yep. That's why NFTs, which we had an episode when you were on vacation a couple months, a couple of weeks ago with uh, with Moon, where we talked a Good lot NFTs. about NFTs, because he just launched an NFT site called Token Gallery, right? Uh, an NFT is effectively the same as like a gotcha waifu or a little picture, except you can cryptographically prove that you own it, and there's only you a certain number right of click copies. Save as image. You could, but you don't own the image. It's just a cheap copy, right? Um, there's value in cryptographically being able to prove that you own a copy of a rare thing. Like uh, Moon was just saying on, on SPC on his account like a couple days ago that um, Curio Cards, which there's a highlight video for that uh, from that segment of that episode a couple weeks back, right? Yeah. Curio Cards, which is like the first NFTs ever made, right? Um, which Moon had a hand in, in developing part of their stuff. Uh, more details in the highlight. Don't don't quote me on that, right? Um, curio cards, like uh, Moon was saying, that a full set of every curio card, like the full set of of, of the cards, uh, recently sold for like a couple hundred ETH, like okay. Ethereum. Well, how much is one Ethereum? Like what? Like forty grand? I actually don't know. I should look it up. It's up there. I don't think it's as much as Bitcoin, but it is up there. One Ethereum is currently $3,483.82. Okay, it's a bit lower than I thought, but... I don't want to go back on his profile and fact-check just how many he said it was sold for, except it was a three-digit number. And one of these fucking things is $3,500. So, like, whoever sold that is a millionaire. Or more, right? And he, well, he once yeah, had... They own, a, they own a million or two, yeah. Yeah, and, and Moon once had close to a full set, if not a full set of these cards. So... I imagine that doesn't feel good. He, he sounded pretty sad about it. I don't want to beat him up for it. Uh, but. Hey, everyone makes that fuck up. At least it uh, didn't get, like, <laughs> at least he didn't, like, leave it somewhere where it could get stolen. Right. Uh, but that's what I'm saying, though. Fucking like, NFTs, damn. like, you can cryptographically prove that you own a very particular piece of art. It's tied to your crypto wallet, right? Which is uniquely tied to you. And it's a wallet. It's a physical thing that I could, you could give to somebody, right? Because it's just an email address and, like, a password and, like, a super secure challenge phrase like i could give someone my wallet right and they can go spend stuff and they can give back to me or they could keep it right like um it's hard to explain but uh it's not the same thing as collecting digital waifus in a gacha game or uh rolling loot boxes in a video game because those things could be arbitrarily taken away from you by the authority and they could be arbitrarily given out for no cost to the company because it doesn't cost anything to make them whereas minting an nft costs something on the blockchain and it costs mm. something to get it right like there's tangible value whereas um if overwatch started dying which it's already dead what am i saying but if overwatch started dying more uh they could just start handing out loot boxes like as gifts like hey log in please play a couple games please prove that the game's not dead please and we'll give you some free boxes because we can just flip a lever and then boxes flow into your account because we don't care right like it's it's, it's just not the same thing <laughs> yeah that's fair <clears throat> absolute tangent i know um no i i think it's a, a pretty decent distinction to make though but more importantly we don't know if haxon is still alive he may have had a heart attack he did not yeah, respond no he did not respond to my message and i'm sure like i saw a bunch of like i saw a bunch of tiktoks earlier with the uh, people that were like 
live streaming like during the event watching it live and like freaking out when their favorite you know sora got picked because uh, it was way too early in the morning i couldn't do it i'm yeah, same i didn't even i I, got, I looked later and i was like oh okay but like uh i didn't even know who to hope for like i was kind of hoping for doom guy maybe a doom guy master chief echo pair um that yeah one. that or like or waluigi unironically just because it's the last dlc they're gonna do for ultimate it would have been a good meme yeah like oh there he is oh did he reply just now <laughs> yeah oh yeah all caps yeah he's alive all right yeah he's good <laughs> the energy didn't hit his heart it just hit his hands <laughs> that's amazing but no um, um now that the full set of characters is out i i kind of want to get the second battle pass just to have it because like i've been having more people over at my house lately right and like we need something to do but at the same time like i can emulate whatever i want i can emulate smash 64 like and play with xbox controllers like why would i buy stuff if you're gonna emulate any of them it'd be melee melee is still okay i could i already have a couple gamecube games they work flawlessly on my yeah. xbox but that reminds me like um so recently like 64 was okay but even for 64 mm. games it was fucking basic yeah and also i really really appreciate how n64 games are so small like oh yeah especially compared to their ps1 counterparts because a lot of that bulk of the work was offloaded to the hardware and the cartridge right uh because that drove up the the cost of the games when uh the n64 was the new thing right um because if you needed more ram or more space to save your file they would just make a bigger chip and put it in the fucking cartridge right like um and that's the reason why, like, custom cartridge kits exist. Yep. Um, whereas stuff on disc, like, it's just, it's a different game. Uh, so, that being said, I do have every single N64 game that exists uh, now. Uh, and, and SNES. And, As one and NES. And they're all on my single 2 terabyte hard drive. And they barely take any space out of it. And they all work on my emulator. <laughs> um. I'm working on getting some more. Uh, I have a lot of PlayStation games, but those are all like single downloads. And then I have, uh, I'm waiting for PS2 support because right now uh, I can get PS2 games working with a RetroArch on Xbox Series X, but it's kind of janky and I can't load games over the USB yet. They're working on it. Uh, and so I'm just going to wait for an update. But uh, playing PS2 games is one of the things I actually look forward to a lot. We'll see. Yeah. We will fucking see. But uh, for the time being, like, I, I am uh, still in a bit of a honeymoon phase with my, my new Xbox. Like, uh, the PC is definitely the, the, the gamer's choice for, like, playing a multiplayer game and playing with your friends. Like, there doesn't seem to be any substitute. But it's so lonely. Like, uh, you guys are all playing Valheim, new update right now, and uh, I, I don't have time for that. <laughs> no, we, we're already done. You're already pretty, done. Uh, we still got stuff to do. We just kind of get caught up in New World, so... Yeah, how is New World? What is New World? What even is well, that? I don't I'm even know. I'm glad you asked, Dylan. I've seen you playing it, and I actually, like... I And I know it's, like, the Amazon MMO, right? So... I don't know anything about I, it. I'm going to preface this in a couple different ways. And this isn't to assume anything of our viewers, but there have been people that look at it, and they're like, Amazon... So it's going to be greedy, money-grabbing. They're going to try and milk people just fucking drive money. Right? Uh, and then people have also looked at it and thought, oh, its initial releases and alphas were fucking hot ass. And it had all this weird misconception 
on like what a PvP MMO should be, and it's it, there's not enough for other kinds of people to, to do whatever blah blah blah. And so it looked it looked really bleak. It looked like the launch of this game was going to be hot fucking trash. Mm-hmm. Cash Shop is probably the cheapest I've seen in in, in a long while, like 10, 15 years. Um, like, and they, they, if you have Twitch Prime, they're also giving you five bucks for free, on top of like a, two free costumes and Twitch drops for like item or weapon skins that are actually kind of poop, but still a point free, um, for the most part. Um, and then also the game has some really really fun combat. Like okay. PVE mobs will try to like flank you and try to move around shit and like certain attacks you have to dodge, certain attacks you can block. If you don't block attacks, you're going to take a lot of damage and you're going to fucking hate life. Is it tap targeting um, like WoW or is it more like no, Black Desert? It, it, it people have been likening it to Black Desert, but honestly, it plays like a slightly faster-paced Dark Souls. Hmm. And I, I'm all for it. It just feels so good. I, I played it and I was skeptical at first. I was like, nah, you know, there's a lot of reasons to look at Amazon and think this isn't going to be that great. First off, why is some megalithic, mega corporate, megalithic? I, that's the second time I said that. Fuck. This, you know, monolithic mega corporation is just fucking releasing one of the most niche kinds of MMOs ever. Why? How is this going to function? How? What is? What is this about? Come to find out, honestly, they they nailed it in my opinion. I mean, obviously, I haven't hit Endgame yet. I, we don't know what their future updates will be or like what's what's there fully. But what I've experienced so far has been worth the forty bucks I dumped. Hmm. So, well, I didn't dump it yet. I had to pay Dream back. <laughs> he, right. He paid. He paid for my copy because I wanted to play uh, early. But it's like I'm tempted, but like. I dumped 40 bucks into Crowfall, and I played it one time. But... I feel bad for endorsing Crowfall. I mean, Crowfall was still a fun game. The combat was solid, and I think if we all got into it like and played it consistently, it would have been great. But the issue that the game had is it had so many systems that didn't have any checks or balances. Mm-hmm. That basically meant any competitiveness that the game had, which is literally all it was based on, was lost. And yeah. so later on down the road, don't get me wrong, I, I'm 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 hopeful. I think Crowfall had a very very solid baseline. They just need mm. to fix it all, and it will one day eventually lead into a game that we can just jump into and just fucking have fun in. Kind of like Planet um, yeah. I I hope yeah. I mean we might need to find a guild to ride with, but I mean a guild that actually game... is like logging in every day and will like support our mm. murder hobo lifestyle. Yeah, but no different than something like Guild Wars for us. Yeah. So. Like, I don't regret it. I, I still have it installed, but I, I can't promise I'll keep it installed because it's kind of big. Um, I might uninstall it for a bit. But yeah, yeah I, I, I patiently await when they... I mean, because there was even like functions in the games that it just wasn't out yet. Like, you could castles weren't even in the game yet. Mm. They just had like, the keep towns and shit, but like there were supposed to be even bigger things to take. Right. So like, part of the trouble I have is... Um, like... Uh, like I was saying with Crowfall and also with uh, Valheim and just other games, like I don't have a whole lot of time. Like I'm so busy. I have small kids. Yeah. Like, and my oldest son is just old enough that I can play video games with him. Like, and so my priorities have shifted a bit in recent uh, days uh, or I guess weeks. So like, I, do I want to play Crowfall with the boys? Yes. Same with Planet Side. Uh, though I haven't played since they released that crossbow and it sounds like a hellscape. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so ready for it. Mm. Mm, the crossbow? 
Yeah, dude, it sounds so fun. It's already out. Yeah, I know, but I just haven't I haven't put the time down to play. Oh yeah. It's got splash damage and everyone hates it. And it's like stop clumping in hallway doors. Like <laughs> Honestly, I don't think they should touch it. I think they should fucking leave it be. Because I've been of this opinion. I know not everyone that we play with has been of this opinion. But there was a time when I played long ago when there was a lot of splash damage in Planetside 2. Your launcher, your rocket launcher could do splash damage. You shoot into a crowd mm-hmm. of people, you're hitting a fuck ton of people. Now you only have one, maybe two if they're really close. Um, But yeah, so it's just like, there was a point in time, and while yeah, there was a problem to be made about everything doing massive amounts of splash damage, it meant that if your liberator rolled over a cliff on a, on a group of people assaulting a base, and you had the duster, you would literally lay fucking death and destruction upon like 40 people plus you know so it's like sure i get it they're trying to reel that back so there's a level of skill expression to, to even to, to vehicles or to, to explosives so they're not you just you're you know you pull it out and you win i i get that but at the same time there's so much worse problems like people being stuck in an infinite push where they can't get out of the doorway mm-hmm. um or and for that matter or defenders can't push them out of a room it'd be nice to have some things to break those things yeah. and i think that crossbow would be perfect for that like maybe, sure, maybe um, it should be nerfed in other ways but it shouldn't be nerfed in its stopping power I don't think. maybe uh this is the thing that we need to justify the existence of ti alloys yeah honestly ti alloys would not be so much a problem if i could shoot a couple rockets through the doorway make it so it's real fucking hot to hold that to hold the corners on the door so that we can just get in mm-hmm. yeah that's, I, I think that's it's all good. we need I know many won't agree, and I know the the plant side yeah. community is very entitled. It's very entitled. <laughs> so, I mean, they're not nearly mm. as bad as other games, but they they can have their fucking moments. It's because it's a small community, and they feel entitled. So, it like they're really loud, but like it's like being entitled in HeroCraft, but you know, on, on a divided by ten scale, right? Yeah, I mean, one of the issues is that like I, I always make the joke like, oh, haha, you're afraid of change, you boomer, or whatever. But like, the real the real thing is it's it's lots of these people being afraid of change. Now that that might be part of it, but I think mm-hmm. the big thing is is that they know what they're playing right now is something they're enjoying, and they're afraid that if the next step forwards happens, it could in in turn ruin that enjoyment. I think if people were just a lot less hard ass about things and just fucking rolled with it, it probably wouldn't be that big a deal. Like Bastions, a lot of people to this day bitch and moan about Bastions orbital strikes people bitch about that those are but great we additions needed, we needed things that were base breakers instead of having infinite fights they got rid of they made containment sites although honestly they ended up being worse than biolabs but it was an attempt to mm. be different from biolabs while still you know having the same function of being a population sink um i think they could maybe just shrink them a bit in some way and then maybe make us a little bit more like interconnectivity and i think mm. it would fix the fix them but yeah, so it's just like it's shit like that, and people look at that and they think they don't even bother looking at the reason why or like any of that. They don't, they don't give a shit about any of that. They look at it and they think, "Well, it's really annoying to get hit with a Mauler cannon, so I hate it." <laughs> it's like, bitch, it's annoying to get sniped from fucking eight hundred meters out. I don't see me <laughs> bitching uh-huh. about snipers, right? Like, what do you? Come on, man! It's because snipers have been in the game for so long. People are used to them. And eventually, people will be used to bastions and orbital strikes. Obviously. There's something to be said about outfit orbital strikes, maybe needing a longer cooldown. Maybe you can only hold one. 
you know, shit like that would be nice to, to play around with because mm-hmm. it's a little annoying when some dude just fucking like stacks two and then, you know, several outfits are in the area and they just fucking like rotate orbitals on the fucking base until they cap the damn thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Yeah. And it's like super annoying that all the people that bitch about this shit, like they're all heavy mains. <laughs> yeah. That, that doesn't help it. They play I, no I other class. I hate it so much, dude. They're so they don't, it's not even that they're delusional. So they they're afraid that if people express that opinion, their favorite class will get nerfed. The issue is, is that yeah, I, I as someone who I used to play heavy, consistently, fucking I have the Arax. I, I think I have almost all the guns Araxed, like three or four times over mm. on my NC with heavy. I fucking love heavy. Issue is, is that I'm not fucking blind, and I can tell you that heavy <laughs> is busted, broken, dude. There is no reason I should have the longest range gun in the game with usually reasonable stopping power. I don't think they have any guns that go below 143. So, still fairly decent stopping power no matter where you turn. Mm-hmm. And I have an extra health bar. It's fucked up. <laughs> it's like, how do you not look at that and think, that's fucking busted? Sure. You know, like if I get the the jump on you, it doesn't fucking matter how many health bars you have realistically, because you know I'm probably gonna beat your ass anyways, like with like a light assault mm-hmm. or an infiltrator or something, right? But like in any upfront fight, you should win if you just shoot them mm-hmm. to a point where you could probably body shop an infiltrator or a light assault, and they can't do anything about you as long as like at like medium range, maybe close range they might eke out a bit more power just due to rate of fire, but still. Hmm. But yeah, like with Planet Side though, right? Like, uh, going back to New World for a second, like I uh, yeah, Planet Side is a game I can I can dump an hour and a half to three hours maybe, uh, for like one night a week and have a good time. Be like, yeah, this is great. I I spent time on my computer and I wasn't working, because yeah. it's a little draining being in this room after working in it for so many hours a week, right? That um. I, I'm happy that I put the Xbox in the living room, not just because I bought a new TV, but like uh, hmm. it, it gets me away from this room where I spend all my working hours where I just kind of slave away. I love my job, right? But uh, it's not easy, right? Um, I feel like I'm good at my job. I'm recognized as such. But it's not easy, right? Um, and so I need that time away. I need that time to disconnect. That's why I am patiently awaiting android controller support for genshin impact because i will happily play that in my recliner <laughs> on yeah. my phone not on my computer and i i will i will pick it back up and i will get to ar50 if i could just play it on my phone with a controller i was doing it with a controller before but i was using some janky third-party app called like shooter plus v3 right with some like janky like like controller from china um that'll do it and ipega uh, Demon Z, to be specific, but uh, oh, okay, yeah. it's even got the little phone clip. It's kind of cool, right? But like, I have a Razer Kishi, and I'd much rather use that. And it works on my emulator because I have RetroArch on my phone, right? I just don't want to be in this room, man. Like, I'll tolerate it on some some nights. Like, I'm, I'm here today. I'm gonna be here tomorrow to to uh, upload the show, uh, VOD, right, and make the the album art. But like, um. I'm having a good fucking time on my Xbox, I'll tell you what. Like, uh, I felt like I was in a, a vicious cycle where, um, you know, I work a lot. I play games with you guys, mostly on Sunday nights, because that's just the day we agreed on, and I've committed to it, and I've made changes in my life to make that day open, right? Yeah. Um, 
we we typically play planet side on that night but there was a couple nights where we played Splitgate instead that was fucking dope Splitgate is still fun even though it's kind of simple a little shallow but like it's fun does it need to be deep in my opinion um halo infinite multiplayer beta is out i haven't tried it yet but it's available right good old halo infinite i've seen some i've seen some clips it looks fun uh, it looks like it's got a lot of problems though I, if, I, you remember how I said that I can get past my biases? There's one, there's one video game series that I have a really hard time doing that. Is that with Halo? Actually. Yeah, I, I, the moment I saw him slide, I was like, nope, I don't want to play anymore. I know. No, I get it. But like, then I'll, I'll, but then I'll go play fucking Call of Duty where it's like sliding and jumping around. Right. And like, I don't know something about that. Just. And then there's Halo Reach me. with all the fucking like, oh, I'm gonna punch the ground and you can't hit me. Like, I hate that. I, I hated Reach so fucking much. I don't like those powers. It makes uh, sense. One of them like they existed <laughs> a little bit in three, but they were like not that big of a deal. I have to be honest with you. Half the time, people didn't even use them. Mm-hmm. It's very rare that like like yeah. Sometimes you'd throw out like the the whatever, and then honestly, in any of the competitive modes, I think they were they were restricted. So hmm. it's still interesting. But yeah, in, in in Reach, they were like hard hard ingrained. There was no escaping it. You, if you didn't have the extra powers, you at least had the sprint, and I hated that. Yeah, I might install Infinite on my Xbox. That might be a thing I play on my Xbox. I don't know if I'll play multiplayer because I'll probably get ganked by PC players. But um, I'm I'm more interested in like playing through the old ones because like uh, I didn't play four, and I didn't play the campaign for three because um, I didn't have a three. Three's campaign is fucking amazing. You, and, you got I the mean, poster you, uh, right behind you. I mean, you must yeah. love it, right? Uh, I, I bought the legendary edition. It was like one of the first times that they ever did um, uh, like a, a double version collector's edition. Uh, I paid like over a hundred bucks for that. Back and, then, uh, did not regret. Okay, did not regret. Yeah, very good. Very worth the three thousand plus hours I dumped. Absolutely. So, so like, uh, I, I'm probably uh, so I, I told you my plan, right? So so right now. There's two two different categories of, of, of how I spend my time on the Xbox uh, 3. How I spend my time on the Xbox. There's one, when the kids are awake and I'm playing games that are safe for them. So mostly Burnout Paradise uh, for me. And then uh, for Destiny when she's playing on it, which she's been doing a lot, uh, which is nice to see because she really wasn't playing on her computer and she hasn't really been playing any video games. And Winter is almost here. And so she normally does a lot of gardening. Like she, she totally owns the backyard and uh, it's like uh, it looks like a Minecraft farm. Like, just rows of nice. crops that all grew and produced things. Like, like she she went there. You should see the pictures. It's fucking nuts. Uh, She's just craving Minecraft. See, we should have never quit. I. <laughs> you say that, but uh, no, I, I'm, that's that is entirely a joke. I I know. I don't think I'd ever be productive or do a damn thing in my in my day if I still played Minecraft. So when uh, when she's playing, uh, it's it's usually Plants vs Zombies because she's really familiar. But uh, lately, she's been playing Stardew Valley for the first time. Nice. And that game looks really fun. I, I watched her play it. It's super cool. It is great. The multiplayer is unfortunately very annoying to play, but mm-hmm. it's otherwise very fun. Yeah. So she's been playing a lot of that. The, the, the boys they, they they love watching it. It's fun. Um, with Burnout Paradise, like I keep trying to get my older son to actually play, um, but he uh, doesn't quite understand how to play. Like I'll show him the buttons and I'll I'll be like drive around because Burnout Paradise is open world. Like you, you just drive, yeah. and so and that, that's the kind of game where you can literally just fuck around in and and that's pretty mm-hmm. much the point. So yeah, 
and I have it through Game Pass, so I have all the DLC from back in the day. So I have nice. like I have like all the, the secret cars and stuff that are like way too fast for the game and that just break it. Like I have the DeLorean that like flies. It's awesome. Oh, that's fucked up. Okay. Yeah, it like it floats off the ground when you hit the left stick like a button and uh there's no traction because there's no you're not using your wheels anymore. It handles like totally different. Um and then there's another one that like has infinite speed. Uh so long as you use the whole gauge in one go. It's like a fourth boost type. And hmm. that's ridiculous. Also, you can't turn it off. Oh. So as soon as you turn the boost on, you cannot turn it off. And if you go all the way down, it refills. That's fucked. Damn. <laughs> that's, uh... It's humorous. I'll give you that. Uh, and then there's... Whoever a... you hit is going to regret it. And then there's this other super fast car that you hit the right stick like a button and it changes your boost type. Like instantly without changing cars like aggression versus stunt versus speed and it's like oh that's busted uh but it's fun uh and i just i keep trying to get him to drive around it's, it's super wholesome I, I really enjoy it um he's not five yet he's only four so like i start playing video games at five i get it he doesn't quite have the dexterity but like he plays a lot on a tablet like a, yeah i have one of those cheap little amazon kid tablets that just have kid games he plays yeah. a lot of cut the rope and a bunch of like, little mobile games so like he understands how video games work but like he's used to a touchscreen, and I'm trying to get him to use a controller. And you need to introduce him to only old games while he's a kid, man. He, he has to he has to grow up knowing. That's why I have the emulator, right? It's ready to go. Yeah. I got Tenchu two all queued up, right? <laughs> if those kids grow up playing Tenchu, uh, there is literally no game outside of their reach, straight up. That game is so hard. <laughs> the control, it's tank. It's a fucking ninja stealth game where it's tank controls. And the boss fights are supposed to play like a fucking fighting game, yeah. but they don't ever teach you the inputs. <laughs> game is nightmarishly difficult. I know, and I still completed it all the way. I don't know what I was thinking. It, I, I mean, same. I don't know how the fuck I did it either. I'll be honest. It's so comically difficult. Like even how to do like a front like double jump to where you do the roll in the air. Like that is like needlessly difficult. For for those listening that don't know, you hold the circle button to go into your ninja stance. And then you yep. press forward to do a little like forward like ninja run that isn't actually helpful at all. And then you jump during that. So you hold circle, you press forward, and then you press X while you're moving. That's how you jump forward. That's I'm it. convinced it literally only exists for the jump because otherwise it's just... Why would you hold circle ever? That's not it's true. It's a stealth game. You would use it in combat. Or you'd use it if you're running down a hallway and the hallway has a Z shape. And it's like, oh... Do I turn, walk forward, and turn? No, you hold circle when you, you walk up to the wall. You hold circle, and you go, huh, to the side. And then you keep going down the hall. <laughs> I guess that's fair, yeah. It's but... more applicable in custom levels, where it's a lot more blocky, right? By design. But uh, if, if they can figure out Tenchu 2, I think they're golden. But it's a little bloody for my taste. Uh, I don't want to be the, like a prudish parent. Like I, I remember being 10 and being really disappointed that I couldn't play t-rated games because of my parents like i'm not gonna do that right if he, if my son is 10 and he wants to play fucking twisted metal 2 he's gonna play twisted metal 2 it's okay like yeah i i know it's okay i played it <laughs> like i don't know i i've always been weird like i i don't obviously I'm, I'm not a parent i don't know how i would handle it but i always thought about that is like what like my morals on that stuff the way i stand with it is like i don't really think it's that big a deal so, like, would I let my kid play, like, some bloody gory game at, like, age five? I don't know. Probably not a bloody gory game, uh, but... I'd it... probably be weary, but I don't mm. think... I, I think it'd be one of those moments of, like, I probably wouldn't put my foot down too hard. Yeah. 
Probably not. Uh, also, like, I'm more concerned with human interaction, right? Like, uh, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't let them play online ever um, until they're like much, much older. Like, it there's nothing to be gained. Um, like, if they want to play multiplayer, they can go find a game with local multiplayer and we can play it together. You know, like Crash yeah. Team Racing or fucking Mario Kart or something. Like, uh, I would not want them to like go play like uh, even Splitgate online. Because there's voice chat, right? You know, um, it's just uh, it's not for kids. Yeah, we we live in a, a weird time now. Because like, if you look to it, mm-hmm. a lot of people will be like, "Well, I played these games when I was younger. I played online games when I was younger." Yeah, but honestly, we grew up at a time where, when RuneScape was, you know, hit its like popularity spike, most of the people playing it were kids. Mm-hmm. it was the people of the same age so if anything silly or funny happened it was like from a kid's mouth so it was like okay there wasn't like that much so when i played runescape back when i was like eight years old i was playing with other like eight to like maybe 16 year olds right so there's really not much there for whatever right obviously outliers i'm not saying that's everyone mm-hmm. but in and, and so but nowadays it's all the people who played it long ago you're gonna have like 20s 30s 40s year olds not you know, kids. the six or seven year olds of the kid, or whenever your kid ends up, you know, interested in whatever game. So yeah, the gaming landscape is really I wonder, different um, now than when, it, when we were kids. Does that make Roblox the new RuneScape? I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's gonna be the but episode title in, now. Yeah, maybe. But we, we live we live in a day now where like that even may not even be that big of a deal. Um. Although, I guess on one hand, I think if you have an account age below a certain point, you can't see mm. words. And the only communication is like auto auto chats right. that already exist. So, some shit. I think, yeah, my little brother used to. There's, there's another meta to, point yeah. here that I, I want to I talk about is, is also about operational security. Like, I don't want my kids to have profiles on the internet of themselves or play online video games until they are mature enough, like a teenager, right? A young teenager. Yeah. Where I can explain and, to them the dangers of online uh, uh, pseudo amnesty and uh, what's it called, operational security, because you yeah. really, really shouldn't put your real name on the internet. That is never a good idea, right? Yeah, I mean, think about it this way: I gave out my name to some kids who literally live like a province over, and I figured one day we'd probably meet. I think it was if, uh-huh. in fact we were talking about potentially having like a sleepover. I think it's how. They even got, like, part of my information from me. And then they used it to prank phone call me. Remember those Kansas that I collect? Yeah, well, I just uh-huh. before. Anyways. Um, but, yeah, so it's like, yeah, if that shit was, you know, a thing back then, I'm sure it's no better now. Right. Like, also, standards of culture could change. Uh, for example, words could become offensive that aren't offensive now. Uh, yeah. Like, for example, there are some people that consider the word retarded to be offensive. I don't consider it to be offensive. I've talked about it on the show before. But I've yep. also mentioned on the show before that I no longer use the word retarded uh, when I talk because it is way too much, like, effort to explain to somebody exactly why I think that this really isn't an offensive word and it doesn't really, like, the, the examples... And they'll get mad at you and, yeah. <laughs> unless you can explain yourself. Right, and... And they will prop, and they might not even give me the time of day to explain myself why I think it's not offensive. But like, um, it's just not worth the effort or time. That it's easier for me to just not use the word anymore. And then 
the people who do who, the, the the dumb people who actually think it's offensive they're pleased because it's not being said whatever uh i mean i didn't care about their feelings to begin with but like um whatever floats their boat i guess and then i could still maintain a healthy like good faith conversation with someone else because they're not like pumping the brakes because i said a word they didn't like right um but uh and I'm not going to repeat myself for even this podcast, this episode. You go go listen to our backlog. I've explained it in depth. I think I even made a highlight video of it. But like, yeah, I think so. I think I did. Yeah, you know, TLDR. Um, it's not one to one with other slurs. Like nobody actually identifies with this word. It's not offensive. Like, yeah, I don't even think I'd say that it's even that. I think it's one of those moments where like because the word was at one point in like one like subsection of our culture used as like an insult it somehow became like yeah. this like world renowned fucking taboo word mm-hmm. i mean i've talked about it before my little brother's autistic i have had plenty of autistic friends through school we have autistic friends in melomancy i don't think any single one of them ever even were ever called that as an insult right and they've never um, identified as retarded and i don't think anybody who used retarded as an insult ever was referring to autistic people or even people I mean, with it, mental it disabilities uh, yeah but it, but it's one of those moments where like i don't think that that's like that's not the normal common use i think yeah. the normal common use is especially when it, while i was going mm. up was to call someone stupid exactly. just have another word for stupid it's just another. Word that's stupid. what we do. That's what the English language does. We just fucking find different words to mean different, mean the same thing. Yeah, and if you look at our other insults like dumb or or stupid, right? And you look at their origins, you could find a reason to be offended, right? Probably, yeah. Uh, pretty much any word that is not positive about another person has some sort of offensive origin, right? Uh, but the point is that we moved on. I mean, they're insults. They're meant to be. In- yeah. <laughs> they're meant to be insulting. Right, yeah. so it's like we've moved on from the offensive origin and it now means something else like retarded means dumb right when you when you call something retarded right you're not referring to this thing exhibits the behaviors of the mentally handicapped that's not the case right <laughs> yeah nobody actually means that when they say it it's and like, if anyone ever did they're mm. well stupid yeah so. <laughs> it's because language kind of evolves just like symbolism evolves like for example there are uh internet contrarians who want to put like swastikas on things, not because they're Nazis, you know, they probably are, but because of its origins as Might a, as well a Buddhist symbol point. that means like peace or something, right? Uh, and as well, it had like some other meaning in Japanese, uh, but whatever, right? And uh, yeah, it, it's had a, a like a very similar meaning across Asian countries. Yeah, yeah it has one specific meaning in Buddhism and it has one like unique meaning in Japan or something. And I don't know what those really are. And there are people out there that says, I want to reclaim it. I'm going to put this everywhere. And I mean, these things, not the, not the German thing, because why would you think that? Are you a Nazi? Like, no, people move on. Like for the same reason, retarded isn't offensive. Uh, that symbol is offensive. Yeah. Don't reclaim yeah, I, it. Like a lot of people forget that, that was kind of Hitler's whole deal is yeah. he didn't, he saw Germany as being like, what was it? Like Rome, like the next Rome. It wasn't like the, uh, that was the whole idea. I don't like really know. I'm not Reich a, and shit. I'm not an expert on world war two history. I, I, I won't pretend to be, but I've, I've heard a lot of these things over the years. And it's just like one of those moments where like, there's a lot going on there. Mm. My point is he is, took um, from other cultures. Yeah. And so how somehow these other cultures are now taboo and evil because Hitler touched it. It's like, what? No, it's yeah. the other way around. Hitler's evil for fucking taking this shit. Like if you go to but a, either way. if you go to a Buddhist temple and you see that symbol, like don't burn it down. 
if you see like uh, a Japanese cultural reference, like uh, maybe a manga or maybe an old TV show or maybe a fucking billboard that has like the their version that is like clearly not the other thing. Yeah, it's like don't burn it down. Don't try to cancel it, but don't encourage them to keep using it either, right? And then everyone else trying to use it that aren't in those protected categories, like eh, you lost that symbol, buddy. Like it's not right. Like for the same reason, retarded isn't offensive. Those symbols have become offensive. It's it's the same forward moving um, transition of ideas, right? Um, you can't say retarded is offensive retroactively, but also say that you can't reclaim the swastika. Like those are conflicting ideas. Everything moves yeah. forward. So retarded is not offensive, but the swastika is. You can't reclaim it. You can't retroactively make the word retarded offensive is my take on it. But like I was saying, I don't use it in conversation because it's so fucking exhausting to explain it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's kind of where we're at right now. It's just like people would rather their perception on things be the only way. And maybe it's a bad funny. take. Maybe somebody will call me out on it. But like, I don't know. Like, is it a hill to die on? No. I've already committed to not saying it in regular conversation. It's just not worth the effort. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at, too. It's like, I, I, fuck, we, I don't think a damn single one of my real-life friends was ever racist. But, you know, the whole fucking, the whole rainbow of words, right? I mean, we had friends that were of plenty of different um, origins. Um, although, I don't think we ever had a Jewish friend. So, that's that's unfortunate. Wow. <laughs> I'm kidding. But it, yeah, I lost that card. No, <laughs> I'm joking. But um, but like, yeah, I mean, we all grew up, and we not, none of us say the words anymore. It, it's uh-huh. it's more for respect of other people than some arbitrary like guilt that we're gonna feel. Uh-huh. It's like, man, it's just a word. I just think it's exhausting it, to um, to go out of your way to make someone uncomfortable. Like, uh, it's not worth the effort. Like, I'd much rather make friends than enemies. Yeah, I mean, even if you don't get confronted about it, it's like, whatever. It, I'm not so beholden to these words that I... Or I'm not so beholden to some, like, weird imaginary mm-hmm. uh, privilege to, to say a word that I care enough to burn bridges, you right. know? It's like, whatever. And, like, um, what was I going to say? Um, fuck, I forgot. I had it in my head and I lost it. Maybe I'm retarded. <laughs> oh, anyway. Um, what was I? Uh, back on topic, though. So my free time is very limited, is my point, right? Yeah. Going back a couple topics. So I've been spending a lot of time in the Xbox because it's convenient. It's out of this room where I spend my time working. And it's really nice. And, like... Um, I, I'm still enjoying it. So, like, uh, I, I'll probably try to be around on Sundays, right? But, like, you probably, you guys are probably playing New World. Or at least you are, right? Um, uh, I th- think it's me, Simbo, Dream, Hydro, Tree. Fuck, that's a lot of people, dude. Like, <laughs> And I think Rick is planning to play? It sounds like a game he would really like. Because he was really into Black Desert. Oh, yeah, 100%, 100%. Well, it's not so much that he really liked Black Desert. It's that he really hates tab targeting to the point where after Black Desert, he can't go back. Right. Yeah. So this might be the MMO for him because it's like it's not tab targeting and it's not Black Desert. <laughs> uh, and for that alone, like it kind of makes me want to pick up a copy. But like I can't commit to actually playing with you guys, and I can't commit to actually playing enough to get through. Like when it comes, I think one of the issues yeah. too is the game takes it, it's kind of got a bit of a leveling curve. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'll probably fix that eventually, but for the time being, it 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 takes a bit to level. So you'd probably be spending. 
most of your time playing like trying to eke out as much as you can while you're playing i just don't so. have time like um like like as of recently um you you may have noticed yesterday i i added some new bots to the discord to replace yep. argus argus is our homegrown like red bot red is a piece of software where you can uh add a bunch of plugins and uh have a discord bot that does exactly what you want it to do hosted on your own hardware that's fucking dope i love it um but i need that hardware because it's like an, it's an old used office pc oh well, i bought it it was given to me new but it is an old office pc with a terabyte hard drive and reasonable specs for an office worker not a gamer right but uh don't need a graphics card for what i'm doing i'm actually going to be um replacing my alexa so i have an alexa yeah go ahead and laugh pause for laughter it sucks so (laughs) amazon alexa is that thing you talk to where it does stuff for you like set an alarm for 10 minutes or uh, remind me to take the trash out every monday at 8 p.m right uh or turn off my backlights if it's a smart switch or something right and so my alexa i've had it for a while now it was given to me as a, a housewarming gift when i bought my house over a year ago uh the place i lived at before with my brother in law right yeah, they had an Alexa, and it really like empowered their life, right? In the same way it does mine. So, my living room slash kitchen is a big open area, right? Like from the kitchen, standing in front of the stove, cooking something, you can look over and see the TV. Like it's a big room, um, which is kind of dope. And uh, the Alexa is like strategically placed like on the kitchen counter, like near the living room, so like the, it hears you in the whole room, and. Like, we add our shopping lists, uh, all of our smart equipment, like, can be turned on and off with it. It's kind of nice. It's really transformed the home life, right? But it's breaking down. It is dying. It is not listening to us, and it is misinterpreting our words. It's time to be replaced. I don't want to get another one. (laughs) This is my opening. Uh, For the record, I don't think Alexa's that big a deal. I mean, it's only listening to you 24-7 yeah i suppose that's a that's a fair point but it's they sell ads based on what you say i don't know i mean yeah that's that's not a like that that's a bad thing but if you put it in like the right location i don't think it's like the end of the world but but it's in the middle of my living room (laughs) well i was thinking more like can you imagine you put it like your bedside Oh yeah, I, mean, I don't know if, you, don't know if you're talking in your sleep. Some people but... do that though. Like they have a, an echo I dot couldn't... in there. Like they have a bunch of echo dots. That's a small unit. Yeah, uh, and they have like a big Alexa in their main room, and they'll like talk to it in any room, right? And the idea of a smart home where you can do that is appealing to me, but I don't want to give Amazon all of my life secrets, right? Because Amazon is evil. And so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take Argus's hardware. And I'm going to run some experiments. So there is a piece of software called Home Assistant. And Home Assistant uh, can be integrated with Alexa. Like, it's worth setting up, even if I back out of this plan, because I can't do it, right? Uh, It's still worth setting up, because it is a free and open source piece of software that can control all of my smart equipment. I am a newbie at Smart Home. Right now, all I have is six LED light bulbs, right, Um, that change color. And I have two smart switches 
for my front light, or actually, yeah, the front light, which is a Halloween decoration, and the back light, which is a permanent fixture, right? And uh, they're all Costco Fiat Electric products. They're super cheap, right? But yeah. that is a very small number of smart devices. I also have a home security system, but I wasn't going to integrate that with the home assistant because I am also paying monthly for my when my alarms go off it actually calls the, like the cops or the fire department um for me which is nice uh so i'm not gonna decouple the um the uh home security stuff uh but i also have like i basically have like i have a shatter sensor on every window uh and i have um, a motion sensor in the living room and i have uh, a smart doorbell that isn't the amazon one right <laughs> it's a sky bell and i have um a camera in the backyard. So I got some stuff, right? But in terms of... No pesky neighbors are going to get to you. No. Uh, but in terms of like a, a smart home that has a bunch of IoT devices, like I have only just begun. I'm at the beginning. Uh, it is not too late to set up Home Assistant because Home Assistant is not compatible with everything. But it is compatible with most things. And so I can acquire new devices specifically because they're compatible with Home Assistant first rather than trying to introduce Home Assistant later when it's too late and I have to throw some stuff out. Because Home Assistant will manage my devices for me and give me an interface that I can automate shit with. Like if I want... Like I can have motion sensors in rooms and I can have lights turn on and off when people enter. Like I can... I can run a routine at like uh, 9 o'clock in the morning that tells me the weather. And like... Uh, I don't know. I probably wouldn't do that, but I can, Right? Um, these are all things you can do with Alexa and, um, you can integrate it with Alexa to be a smart speaker for it. Uh, but I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to set up home assistant, uh, get all my lights and shit hooked up to it, make sure they work. And then home assistant has a little like marketplace where you can install apps or they call them integrations, right? One of them is for Alexa. Uh, I'm actually not going to do that though. And I'm going to install, uh, one of two AIs, uh, virtual, um, Voice assistants, I think they're called. Uh, one of them is a Stanford EDU voice assistant called Almond, which is funny because that was my username in Metal Gear Online. Funny That's story. Funny. Uh, but it's a voice assistant that I can give commands to, and it can uh, basically flip all of the switches in uh, Home Assistant and do basic things like keep a shopping list for me, play a song on Spotify after I log in one time, or do this or that, right? So, like, it does all those things. Uh, the alternative is Mycroft AI, which is the same thing as Almond, but it's maintained by a for-profit company. It's also free and open source. And they're working on a new all-in-one unit that actually straight up replaces Alexa as a smart speaker and stereo. So well, I think I'm going to cool. reserve the next Mycroft AI product because it looks really good. But for the time being, like getting ready to replace my Alexa, I'm going to take Argus, his hardware, plug in maybe this microphone get a new one for me right um stick it in my home entertainment system which is in the corner of my living room turn the gain all the way up so you can hear me from really fucking far away and uh i'm gonna uh set it up in the living room and uh see if it works as a replacement because my needs are very little i just need to control fiat electric products and i need to play music on spotify and i need to timers alarms um and uh tell a joke every once in a while like my needs are very small i'm not using the alexa i have 
to its fullest potential. And now that it's breaking, it needs to be replaced. It's the perfect opportunity to replace it with something that respects my freedom and works without an internet connection. I mean, Spotify won't work without an internet connection, but everything else will. Um, You're just not playing enough Skyrim Very Special Edition? Yeah. Play it over the speaker. It'll just describe all the pixels to me. One by one. From left to right. I fucking, that commercial destroyed me. I missed... <sighs> the Mario movie is going to be so good just because is it made by like the same people is that ad not not made by the same people but um fuck uh god is it is it I can't remember I always get them mixed up uh, the key and peel I think it's key right Keegan the the taller dude uh Keegan key or whatever yeah 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 yeah, yeah. well he he's he's playing toad in oh my god the Mario movie that's right uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I always love this comedy, but fuck, right. I, I can't wait. That's a weird fucking <laughs> tangent. <laughs> fucking tangent. Yeah. No, but that. Anyways, we're really close to the golden ratio of duration of the show, and I have something else I need to talk about because it's topical, and that actually is a really good segue. So, speaking of movies, Dune is coming out in like a week, right? I'm probably gonna go see it in theaters, uh, or. I'll subscribe to HBO Plus and I'll find a quiet night to go watch it with my full attention because I've been waiting so long for this fucking movie. Like, uh, did you see any of the old Dune movies or have you read the book? Do you know what this thing is about? I, I have a good idea about the games. The games? Or the games. <laughs> no, the books. There are games. But uh, I have played a game about Dune, yes. Mm-hmm. But no, I... I think that's what I was thinking about in my head. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember I played the game. Yeah. Did you know? So, but, yeah. Did you know Dune was the first RTS game? Yep. That inspired that's why all, I played it. Yeah. It inspired all the ones that came after. Just like Doom inspired FPS games, even though Wolfenstein came first, but whatever. Uh. <laughs> I mean, Wolfenstein came first, but it didn't take, it didn't gain any traction right away. Yeah. It wasn't so much later that it got popular. No, you're right. Doom got popular pretty much out the gate. It's true. So. so, with Dune, the movie, right? So, first of all, some backstory. Um, in 1984, uh, David Lynch made the first film adaptation of the movie. But it's... And a lot of people, including myself, really liked this movie. It was fun. Uh, I watched it before I read the book. Because I was young. And I read the book as an adult. Which was the right move, because that book is weird, right? Uh, however, um, it's not accurate to the book at all. It's very, very wrong. So I'm going to spoil this movie for you, just to give you uh, some idea of just how bad it was, right? Now, I still enjoy the movie, but it is uh, not a good adaptation. So there's a couple things that the movie gets wrong. One, the villains. They're cartoonishly evil, and they're, like, villains. Like... One of the main points of the book is that they're all villains. Every character in the book is a villain who is self-interested and subtly different than the other people, right? Um, even the main character is a villain. In the second book, he compares himself to Hitler. Like, he's not yeah. a good dude, right? Um, whereas in the movie, it's like, uh, you know, you have the main character man, your typical white savior man. And uh, he's fighting a cartoonishly evil villain that floats around, giant fat man, right? 
and his people and his whole planet look like a gross like it looks like the the slime plant the, the the sludge planet from uh ratchet and clank like it's like what the fuck okay. are you doing right uh and they have like this like heart plugs like they have little plugs over their heart that open up and it's like oh they're slimy like none of that was in the book the only thing that was in the book is the name of the planet the color of their hair um and the fact that the fat guy uh the leader of that house of people right had uh machines on his body that suspended his fat because he was so fucking fat that he couldn't really move around uh and so it's like he has like a hovercraft on his chest that like lifts up his flabs right because he's that fucking fat i mean whereas in uh you gotta do what you gotta do right in fucking the david lynch movie it's like the 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 job giver from jack 2 just like floating around all fat comically floating around like a balloon Wow. The guy from the bar that gives you jobs in Jack 2. Remember that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he looked like in, in the the 1984 God. David Lynch movie. So there was hope. In 2000, uh, there was a miniseries on the Sci-Fi Channel. The same people that brought you Sharknado, sure. But but it was good. Um, some of the casting choices were a little weird. Um and some of the acting was a little off. The costumes were a little strange. But it was way closer to the book. Because there's more that the David Lynch movie got wrong. It wasn't just the villains. Um, and the fact that the, they were actually heroes. When there were no heroes, they were all villains. Um, there's no guns in Dune. None. Not a single gun. And it, there's a plot reason for it. Because everyone used projectile weapons back in Old Earth, right? They invented shields, projectile shields that just made bullets do nothing. And then mm. they invented laser guns. I th- Kinetic I, armor. I think the laser guns came first. Uh, but the point is, the laser guns, right, uh, they melt things like taffy. Like, they just melt you. Like, one shot, one kill. Um, like they should. Looking at you, Star Wars. Yeah. So there's a problem with these gun- these laser guns and these shields is that when you use one of those laser guns on one of those shields, you both die because a nuke goes off. And this book was written in the 60s before uh, car bombs and suicide bombings was in the public consciousness. I'm sure they happened and existed, but it wasn't a thing we think would happen. It's the same reason why it's really hard for people to accept uh, the, the hyperdrive crash thing from uh, Star Wars Episode Eight, The Last Jedi. Because... It cheapens all other space battles because why don't they have automated ships just doing that as a weapon? Like, why have they not weaponized, like, light speeding into things before? Because it would have solved yeah. all of their problems. And uh, that was a mistake for them to ever include that in the canon. That, that was fucking stupid. Um, but more on that in a minute. So, in Dune, right? Uh, when it was written in the 60s, uh, it was not exactly in the, in the, the public unconscious that suicide bombings were a common thing. Like, that just wasn't on people's minds, right? It wasn't on the author's mind when he wrote the book either. And it's not in this universe, right? Um, so people don't use guns in Dune because if you use a laser gun, and you don't know if they have a shield. Like, they have a, 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 a slight glimmer. You can't really tell. It's really hard to tell if they have a shield on. And if you shoot someone with a shield, you die. And they die. Everyone dies, right? Big fucking nuke yep. goes off. You level the fucking city. Right, it is so disastrous that no one ever does it. Um, what do they replace it with? Martial combat, chivalry is back, boys. 
swords, daggers. You can pierce a shield if you go through it slow enough because it can't, it, it's not a bullet at that point. Like a quick stab, it'll deflect like it's a bullet, right? But if you go slow, you could stab somebody. And that influenced how like chivalric combat is done, right? And it was a feudal era. Like uh, there was an empire, there's like feudal lords that own entire fucking planets. And so their war masters were basically knights. They didn't ride horses, but they had swords. Like that was the aesthetic of Dune. But like the David Lynch movie, they had guns. No explanation. They had they invented something for the movie using the name of something from the book that is not that thing. Uh, they called it the Weirding Way, and it's like using your voice as a weapon, and it shoots like, like, like sound waves like a fucking Pokemon, and you like blow up stones and shit. That's not a thing. It's not a thing in the book. They made it for the movie, and it doesn't make sense. <laughs> It's fucking directors, stupid. creative type directors should not be out there making adaptations. Just no. make your own fucking movie. Make your own goddamn movie at that point. Yeah. So, the people who directed the miniseries, they they stuck a lot closer to the books, but there was a little bit left desired, and the production quality was kind of shit, right? Um. So, if they made a movie, like if that the guy that made that miniseries made like a movie that was really close to the book. Uh, it would have been excellent. And Denny Villeneuve, the guy that's making the new Dune movie that comes out next week, like that's kind of what we're going to get, right? Denny Villeneuve has said in interviews, I don't like the David Lynch movie. I really like the book. I'm adapting the book. Um, so far, he doesn't appear to have changed much of anything. The only thing he's really changed is he did a gender swap of one of the characters, but it's a character that isn't really that important and dies in a significant death, Right? Instead of being the father of another much more important character, it's the mother. But that's kind of okay. So long as the character yeah. still dies. <laughs> I mean, we, we kind of had that talk yeah, uh, over Discord, I think. Mm. It's like, well, I don't think it's, it's a hill to die on. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Especially if it doesn't really impact the story a whole lot. Or it doesn't. Um, but uh, what was it? The, the I forget his name. The current 007. Uh, basically was asked daniel craig was that his name i forget maybe that sounds familiar um but he was asked recently about what he thought about a female 007 and he expressed that he doesn't think it's the right way to to do it he said fuck it why why are we pulling a male role to to a female role when we could just make more and honestly make better roles for females why are female Mm -hmm. roles or why are male roles becoming hand-me-down roles for females He's like, isn't that demeaning? It is. Isn't, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, when I heard that, I'm like, yeah, honestly, that's pretty much how I look at it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, honestly, I'm not, you know, my favorite movie comes out and I find out the, the male protagonist is now a female protagonist. Worst case, I just don't see the movie. Nothing off my plate. Yeah. I don't really care. Doesn't doesn't really affect me any. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, but the, the actress should look at that and think, oh, well, they, you know, this director couldn't just come up with something for me to play. Yeah. Like it's not or, empowering and it's not cute when yeah, a, a woman really takes a, a role away from a man uh, in the plot. Like it's just demeaning. Like they, they couldn't even give you an original character. They just wrote this male and then said, you play that. It'll really yeah. throw them off. And it's like, that's not empowering. Like you're, it's not like you should just make original characters that feature women. Why, why can't we have that? Right. Like, yeah, um, that's pretty much, pretty much the stance yeah 
like it and, and that does beg the question what about star wars right i have a couple controversial mm. hot takes about star wars uh for one um what's not controversial is that you know ray is a shitty character like she doesn't really deserve any praise uh but it's it's more that she's not interesting right uh, a lot of people there's there's two different types of star wars fans right uh are two different types of fervent star wars fans ones that uh, really really hate the sequels right they think they're just a trash pile um and then there's some that defend the sequels so fervently they think that the anyone who even dares criticize the sequels is only doing it because they're sexist they're both wrong uh, they're both wrong and i'll tell you why right uh now i saw all three sequel movies in the theaters um and i actually enjoyed myself every time because i thought the movies are really well put together right like, if you didn't know anything about Star Wars, you could sit down and enjoy all three. Because it's fun, right? Yeah. Uh, it, the plot, though, um, I definitely prefer the prequels. But I also recently rewatched the prequels. Uh, and those movies don't really hold up. Like, uh, they're really good for the plot of the entire saga. But they're very bad viewing experience, especially the second one, right? Episode 2 was kind of a trash fire. Like the acting's a little spotty, and it's, they're they're not as entertaining as they could be. A lot of it is hype, and a lot of it is um, built on the previous movies. Like it's um, it's like when you see a smash reveal and you see a new character come in, and, you, and you're excited because it's a character you like, and you're also excited at the the cultural significance of them having selected this character, right? It, like those are the kind of emotions you feel when when stuff moves in the plot of a prequel Star Wars movie, right? It's like this is significant because of all the shit I know, right? not significant because the movie's good right and it wasn't until like the clone wars and the video games and all the expanded universe stuff and all the books that the prequels really got redeemed and now the prequels are like probably the best trilogy in my opinion like the original trilogy is good but disney and and um the old legends canon uh they uh they were afraid to kind of touch it right Uh, a lot of the stuff that was written was after right and then disney like threw it all away and then they made new shit um, so, uh, TLDR, I think the sequels are salvageable. Like, I don't think there's so much wrong with them that you can't fix it, which is why I'm not like those two groups of Star Wars fans that I described, because you either fucking hate it, right? Uh, because they, uh, the plot doesn't make sense. And that's, just, that is true. Uh, or you love them so much and defend them because, uh, everyone who hates them is a sexist and you're just convinced, Right. Both these people are fucking wrong. Um, I would say that it's salvageable. And I think that Disney could introduce probably more content in that era of the, of the, of the series. And they are. They're making that right now, right? We're about to get like three or four new TV shows that take place in the sequel era, right? And um, it could help explain a lot of the shortcomings. Because, for example, every single Star Wars movie gets a novelization. The prequels, the originals, and the sequels. They all got one, right? In these novelizations, there are a lot more fucking detail, uh, which are, you know, cute little throwbacks. Like in the novelization for episode three, right? Uh, R2-D2 has speaking lines because Hmm. the books include what he says. Um, In the movie, he just beeps, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, I agree. Or, oh, that's not funny, (laughs) right? And you're just supposed to assume that he said something witty, right? Uh, But... He's a, he actually swears a lot, and um, in one one of the final conversations before C three PO had his mind wiped, right? He asks R two D two about uh, Anakin Skywalker, right? Because um, 
also mentioned in the novelization of episode two, uh, C-3PO was Anakin's only possession. And so it was a wedding gift to his wife, Padme, and then she gave him R2-D2. That's why they swapped droids and, and C-3PO was with her all the time. It, it, was, it was a wedding gift. It's his only possession as a crazy wizard monk, right? So that's a nice little detail that was only in the book, right? That's my point. These novelizations had these nice little details for the prequels that enhanced so, the experience. And I was I was getting to a point about episode three. R two D two tells C three PO, like C three PO asks R two D two, like, uh, is he okay? He's kind of on edge. What's up? Because after he turns to the dark side, and he's like, I don't know. He doesn't talk to him anymore. That's tragic. That's so sad. That wasn't in the original movie. All he does is fucking beep. <laughs> so, I'll let you talk in a second, victim. So these novelizations add context and nice little tidbits right that make it a more cohesive experience the sequels their novelizations fucking carry the plot because the movie does such a bad job of telling you what's actually happening that you have to read the books to actually make sense of it and nobody should have to do that that's fucking bullshit i can i have examples but you're gonna say oh i was mostly just gonna say that uh i don't know i never every time i've ever tried to watch star wars even like years ago Never could get into it. I think that it does some things in storytelling that always irked me, even like before I was even like considering myself a critic mm-hmm. of of such stuff. So, well, you know, the problem with that uh, is, uh, so Star Wars. See, is I, old. I'm I'm not part of those two groups either. <laughs> right. So Star Wars is old, and the original trilogy follows real fucking close to the hero's journey, which is very tropey and yeah. very generic. But like, Star Wars is a lot of people first time experiencing the hero's journey in its most pure form right because it's so and i think that's ultimately old. ultimately one of the reasons why i probably couldn't get into it mm-hmm. is because i was already predisposed to a lot of that so it was also hugely influential like it influenced a lot of like uh like anime in japan yep. that's the whole reason why char asable has a helmet that looks like that even though darth vader's helmet was based on a samurai helmet but it's kind of full circle right uh you know art inspires art i guess right um, and so it inspired a lot of shit and it probably feels generic to you because you weren't along for the ride when you were younger. Um, because everyone draws yeah. inspiration from Star Wars. I had, I had no real nostalgia, right? So, right. However, uh, George Lucas is a fraud and Star Wars is all stolen ideas, mostly from Dune, right? <laughs> I'll get to that in a second. As I, as I've heard. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, before I, I explain why, uh, so episodes, uh, seven, eight, nine sequel trilogy, right? The novelization fucking carries the plot, right? Uh, for example, um, episode nine especially, right? Emperor Palpatine is back. He's like hooked up to some weird machine. Looks like he's dying, right? Uh, and there's a lot of clues in the scene. Like, oh, there's there's that Snoke guy in the tube. They're making more of him. I guess he was a clone, right? And it's revealed that Rey is descendant of Palpatine, but it's not really explained how, right? Uh, the novelization makes it real fucking clear that oh palpatine made a clone of him made a lot of clones of himself and he's using like the force fucking macguffin bullshit to swap bodies because they keep dying because his original body really did die in episode six right that makes sense old canon before disney had a story about emperor clones being a problem for future luke post post darth vader's death right i've accepted that that was a cool plot they're basically reusing it i'm okay with that some people were not okay with that and then it's like, did you actually care about the expanded universe that Disney threw away? No, because he didn't know that this was already a plot b- before, right? I accept it. 
Uh, I wish they would have like led up to it better because it was kind of out of nowhere in the last movie. Kind of feels like a retcon, right? Um, but the novelizations uh, yeah. make it less of a retcon because it is much more set up in the novelizations, right? And so, so the whole point is the novelizations they they point out so very clearly that that Ray's dad was a clone of Palpatine who ran away, right? Clones can't use the Force. We've established this in other materials, especially the Clone Wars, right? And some video games, like it's it's just a thing. Clones can't use the Force, right? Uh, but clone has a kid with a real ass human, not an interesting human, not a Force user. Uh, but they produce a human with the DNA of the dude that was cloned that can use the Force. So she's gonna be fucking ridiculous. That's just how it works. That actually makes sense in terms of Star Wars and, and the level of science fiction that Star Wars is way down at the fucking floor, right? It's I mean, a, it's you a could shitty argue... explanation, but it, it makes sense for Star Wars. The bar is low. I, I'm fine with that explanation. I can see why some people would see that as like them trying mm. to go back on something. But honestly, I think genetically, there's there's something to be said about that. I mean, how how long down family lines do things get like locked in our genetics and they come out, you know, five fucking generations down the road? So it's like, ah, yeah, sure, it's probably a lazy writing thing that they're using. But honestly, yeah. there's some precedent for it. It's lazy think it's writing. That bad. It's definitely lazy writing, but like, it wouldn't um, be a hill I'd die on for certain. But I just think that it, the people that made these three movies, like, um, if they remade them or like made an extended version, like Lord of the Rings style, like uh, that included all these novelization details, it would be a much more coherent plot. And I think a lot of the people that are like on the fence about the sequels would be okay with it. I mean, think about it. If they were to remake Star Wars and do that first off. So that they, they, you know, enhanced, we'll call them the enhanced editions or whatever you want to fucking call them. And then they were like fully recreated from the ground up. Mm -hmm. Like new actors, not, not like a remaster. So even like assets look fucking cleaner and better. I think they might make a stupid amount of money. They could dump hundreds and hundreds, but they could dump a fucking billion dollars down and and triple their money. Yeah. Don't know. Just, just on, just on the name Mm -hmm. alone. Yeah. So. Disney likes money and Marvel's drying up because uh, fuck Marvel. Marvel sucks. Like, did you see the the TikTok I sent you about yeah. that? True facts. I love that. T- <laughs> so earlier, Vic sent me a TikTok video of a guy's like, I'm gonna rate all the Marvel movies super fast. He throws them all in the fucking trash can. Props to that guy. Yeah, and he's just like, they all they're all fucking trash. Go outside, you fucking virgins, or something like that. I know. Like, I fuck I God, don't like so Marvel. Good. I've never liked Marvel. The only Marvel superhero I like is Spider Man, and maybe yeah, the that's X-Men. pretty much. That, that that's 100% where I'm at with that, too. I also like I mean, Blade. I'm sure there's other ones that I've, mm. I've enjoyed tangentially. Yeah. But to be fair, I watched Blade without even knowing he was Marvel. Yeah. I also like so. Daredevil. The Netflix show was really good. But, like... Not that big into Daredevil. I didn't really like it. It felt weird. I don't know. It was good. Like, I thought My dad really good. liked them, but... The third season, especially, was really good. Um, My point is, is that, you know, the MCU is, like... It builds on itself. Like, Iron Man 1 was an okay movie, right? And then they made an Incredible Hulk, and it was a shitty movie. And then they made a couple more movies after that that were okay. And then you're five movies deep. You sit at the theater for the end credit scene because there's one in every film, and suddenly it's like, okay, I can't get off this train now. I have to go see the next movie when it comes out, or I'm going to miss the team up, right? Or I'm not going to get some context yeah. that's super important. That's why I'm glad I started with Civil War and I ended with Civil War. Yeah. And don't go back. Like, don't. Um, because they're not good movies. There's a reason why superhero movies don't win Oscars. Did you, do you know the first superhero movie to win an Oscar? 
I know there was one recent-ish, but no. It was Suicide Squad. Oh, fuck. God. For makeup. They won an Oscar in makeup. Oh, boy. She looks like a... Not even a good clown, honestly, at that point. They they really half-assed her, her clown look. Uh, it might have been for the Joker's look, but whatever. Um, oh, maybe. So, and everyone laughs at the first Suicide Squad movie as being bad. Apparently, the second one was a lot better. Uh, I haven't seen it. Um, also, I like DC way better than Marvel, just straight up. Like, so, maybe people won't take me seriously when I, when I criticize Marvel, but, like, uh, the MCU, like, each individual movie doesn't really stand on its own very good. Even... Even the, the first entries, like Thor 1, right? It's supposed to set up Thor. It's like the worst Thor movie. Like, the second one actually... That's not true. The second one actually managed to be worse, but they both suck ass. But Thor is, like, the more entertaining of the of the members in the team-up movies, right? Um, yeah, so then you it makes you want to watch his films because you don't want to miss that. Right. The third one was the only good one, and there's another one coming. It might be okay, but I'm not going to watch it because I watched all of them up till Endgame. With the exception of the second Ant-Man movie and the Captain Marvel movie, because they came out really close to the same time as the, the Endgame movie, and after I saw Endgame, I was like, "I'm not going back to watch those two, and I'm w- not watching any further. This is the ending. I've seen how it ends. There might yep. be more shit later, and I don't care about that because everything they spent ten fucking years in real life building up to has paid off." Yeah, I think I've had my rant about this before, so I'll keep it short. But I just. I don't know. I feel like comic books are in a space now where they should all just go back to the drawing board. Like, 100%. Like, don't get me wrong, there's gems that come out of all of it, like, Into the Spider-Verse is fucking amazing. I saw that super late, but I loved it. Um, For it literally doing the premise of shit that I fucking criticize and usually don't like, so they managed to do something right in that ballpark. So it's like, yeah, sure. There's going to be outliers. There's going to be good movies that are coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you start swinging, you're eventually going to hit. But like, yeah. With how many misses they've had, and honestly, with how much I just don't care about rehashed superheroes over and also, over. Also, Marvel fans are but, drinking the Kool Aid, man. Like they they write off those swings and misses as a good thing. Like take Doctor Strange for example. That movie. Like, has a lot of real funky special effects, and uh, the movie was not that good. Like, it was okay. It wasn't It that had good. some decent moments, but it had some pretty boring moments and, and as well. Marvel fanboys will write this off as, Marvel gave them the opportunity to experiment with cool graphics, like an art movie, because they make so much money that they can afford to experiment. Like, maybe it shouldn't fucking exist, right? Also, for the record, I know I said I started and ended with Civil War, but I did watch, the, I think it was the first Doctor Strange there's only on one. TV late, later there's on. Only so. one. Oh, there's only one? Okay, yeah. So. They never made a second one. Yeah, so I, I did watch that one. It was on TV much later. Um, yeah. So, like... It was boring, but it was flashy. I, I've committed myself. <laughs> it was like a good fight scene. So. Yeah, a single good fight scene. I have committed myself to never watching any more Marvel films for the exception of Spider-Man, because I like Spider-Man. I've always liked Spider-Man, right? Uh, Spider-Man was just interesting because it took a, an actual like relatable human being and put him into a situation that was probably how we'd all fucking react if yeah. we got superpowers. Also, Spider-Man so. is one of the oldest Marvel heroes and one of the most experienced adventurers, which is always funny because in the Marvel movies and the two different Spider-Man trilogies that came before the Marvel movies, right? Um, Spider-Man is always is always his origin and a little afterwards. So we never actually see experienced Spider-Man. I mean, you got a glimpse of him in Into the Spider-Verse, right? But, like, 
like Spider-Man, like Captain America would go to Spider-Man for advice in the original comic run, right? Yep. Like Spider-Man is the more experienced adventurer. Uh, however, he's always depicted as some punk kid uh, that looks up to other heroes that had movies first. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's fucking stupid. And uh, it infuriates me a little bit, but I will still watch the Spider-Man movies because I like Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. That, that's pretty much why almost all my comic book friends absolutely were just like in, in shouting matches with the screen with the, the Marvel Universe Spider-Man because they just they fucking hate it. It's like, what the fuck is this bullshit? Well, it's because they, they, they were livid. I know. Like, um, it, it feels like they ripped off Miles Morales for uh, Marvel MCU's. Peter Parker, because like a lot of the plot beats for his origins, I right? could see that actually, yeah, yeah, especially like he he's got the the friend with the chair, like that's just the that's just the remake, oh yeah, right. I, I I gotta say they ripped Miles off Mar- Morales. They ripped him off. <laughs> was probably the best way to reboot a comic book hero story mm-hmm. is to make him the hand me down or the pass on or the 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 apprentice. It'd be like if if instead of making like a Batman rehash they eventually just gave robin his own fucking show yeah or something right which i think they've done over the years but like that that actually brings me to your earlier point right because um miles morales and and that spider-man is like a new and unique and awesome fucking character right and um they marvel surprisingly well done character in fact i was i was worried he was just going to be spider-man 2 it means a lot his own character It, it means a lot to people that they have superheroes and cool characters that look like them right and so, you know, yeah. Miles Morales is, you know, he's half black, half Hispanic, and that's cool. But, like, um, he's not Peter Parker, right? Like, to your point earlier, like, Marvel slash Disney uh, could eat when, when Miles Morales was originally written, which was many years ago, by the way. So, yeah. before Disney was in the picture. Uh, they could so easily have just rebooted a Peter Parker story where Peter Parker wasn't white. That wouldn't have nearly been as cool, though. Like... Miles oh, Morales I, I guess you're getting way yeah, better. The, the 007 bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and I agree. It's like, instead of taking a role mm-hmm. that was, you know, was filled in by the shoes of someone else, and they're like, oh, here are these shoes? Oh, they'll probably fit you. Just wear them. And instead, they're like, nah, bro, we got you your own pair of shoes. Here's your own fucking movie. Yeah. Like, and it's funny because if Marvel had done that, right? what I suggested where they just recast Peter Parker as a black dude. Right. Yeah. Uh, dumb Marvel fans will still have defended it. Right. Yep. Like not knowing it probably would have been. Yeah. They probably would have banked on it being just popular by like, look how like virtuous I am. Like, Oh yeah. Everyone who hates would have been a worse movie. Probably everyone who hates this must be a racist blissfully unaware that they could have had miles Morales in an alternate universe where they wrote that instead. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Like blissfully unaware that we could have had miles Instead, they're rooting for Black Peter Parker, and it's like this is the case for every recasted hero. You like, like it's the same with Green Lantern. Like there's there's two Green Lanterns, right? You know, there's um I forget their names, right? Uh, but they're two very different characters that are both cool in their own ways, right? Um, the same way with with Miles Morales and Peter Parker, right? They're cool in their own ways. Uh, it's way better than just recasting characters. In, in a way that's awkward and doesn't make sense. And it's it's the better route for everyone, right? Like, people who are uh, underrepresented in whatever the fuck media that you want more representation in, they should just get new, awesome characters. Like... Yeah, fuck. Like, nobody gives a shit. If, if there was a, a movie that opened up with Batman getting shot in the head, do you think people would really give a... Like, there'd be people that be, might be sad about that because, you know, that's their favorite hero. But then, like... If some dude filled the shoes that was like 
I don't know. I'm trying to think of like like actually fuck earlier example. Uh, uh he this is, let's say Robin isn't in the picture and he had like this little girl that he was caring for who went through a similar situation to him or some shit, right? And he passes on the fucking torch to her. There'd be no more no one would bat an eye to that. That that would be fucking interesting and cool. And if you mm-hmm. actually as long as it's written well and done well, I suppose. But like if people had a problem with that out the gate with like no real precedent, then but yeah, oh, that's their problem. Maybe they got point. a problem. Yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, but like, if the movie opens up and it's just female Batman and that's it, it's like, what the fuck it's is like, this? Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Like, I guess. Although to be fair, Batwoman is a thing. I suppose maybe that's a bad example. But... It's probably a bad example because Batwoman is a thing. Uh, I was gonna go. Yeah, I but... wasn't gonna go there, but. But yeah. it's it's more about the example, not for like the practicality, right? Right. But... Like what if they replace Bruce Wayne with like um a uh Brienne No um Wayne a furry. Oh god. Like a degenerate furry that never takes the clothes. And everyone takes, hated uh, that. Never takes the, the, the suit off. Uh, could you imagine? <laughs> and their fursona's a fucking bat. <laughs> oh no, dude. Could you imagine? Oh, and he just wears like the, the bat goggles, it's like nobody will know. Like who I am, like like furry suit, mask in hand. Like nobody will know who I am, but it's like it's we fucking can tell Jerry. Like, <laughs> hey Jerry, you going to the convention next week? It's like who's this Jerry? I'm fighting crime. Woo, <laughs> sure Jerry, I'll see you next week. <laughs> You've ooed your last woo. Woo, <laughs> uh, partner. Uh. I mean, if it was done as a parody, I mean, it'd probably be fucking wonderful. Otherwise, no, probably not. <laughs> so, putting Marvel aside for a minute, uh, I like DC better anyway. Uh, Star Wars is a ripoff. So, yeah. So, so Star Wars, George Lucas ripped off so many ideas from Dune. It's fucking crazy, right? Like, um, Job of the Hut, uh, a, a slightly anthropomorphic sandworm. That's familiar, right? Uh, so that looks a lot like the God Emperor, right? Uh, Oh fuck, that's right. I never yeah. really thought of that. Yeah. Luke and Leia being twins. Oh, where have we heard that? Uh Leto and Alia. Like uh and Alia and Leia are just one letter different. Right? Uh main character of the first book and Luke. Names from the Bible. Luke and Paul. And in the Bible, apparently someone told me this. I didn't fucking read the Bible. Uh they were they were in the same fucking story. They were friends. Like Oh. Luke and Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Atreides, yes. Luke Skywalker, right? Um, the desert planet, Arrakis, Tatooine. The movie starts in Tatooine, and he's trying to get off of it. Whereas uh, in Dune, everyone's trying to get onto Arrakis. It's like the reverse, right? Uh, and then they stay there. Um, the uh, the Jedi mind trick is in Dune. Like it's uh, a call. It's called the Voice, where there's an elite sect of mystery warriors. They all happen to be women though. Um, that's an important detail for Dune. Not so important for Star Wars because it's just the Jedi, right? Uh, but an elite sect of warriors that control like the political s- stuff because they can do mind tricks, right? Um, they have this thing called the voice because they have like muscle control over every single muscle in their body and they have this technique called the voice where they say things in a very specific tone in a very specific way where they can convince you of something if you were convincible in the first place. 
and it fucks so with So it's you. a pretty realistic superpower. It's a very realistic Jedi mind trick, right? Huh. Of course, in the David Lynch movie, it was like an echoey, like, supernatural voice that just scared people. Because fucking that movie. Fuck. <laughs> they got so much wrong. Um, uh, and um, a, a laser beam that can destroy the planet? Mm, that's just a stone burner. Like, except it was a device on the planet that, like, the exhaust shot up and it, like, started cracking the planet. Like, it's just the Death Star laser, right? Um, there are key differences, though. Um, there are more similarities, but they don't come to mind right now, and I don't want to drag this. Probably show be on. like one of those moments yeah. where, like, the further along Star Wars you go, the less it starts to to mm. lean on it. I have to give Star Wars a little bit of credit because there's no aliens in Dune, not one, not a single alien. We are alone in the galaxy. Fair. Um, well, sort of. <laughs> there's a evil sentient AIs in Dune. That's another topic. Um. There is um, something that actually they're, they're actually continuing to rip off Dune, like in the Disney canon, right? Uh, so in a, a big plot point of the sequel trilogy is that there's the second galaxy's worth of people, which the size of this place is only explained in the books, by the way. Uh, but there's this extra galaxy on the left side of the sun called the Unknown Regions, which is a, just a big black blot on the map, right? And the reason why you can't just go there, because you can't just fly there like you have to use hyperspace otherwise you'll be flying fucking forever right because space travel like think space engineers right yeah fair um it would take longer than your natural life to actually like just use your regular boosters to get there uh so you have to use hyperspace but hyperspace has lanes right there's actually like highways worth of hyperspace um travel in the galaxy of star wars that you cannot go against like you can hyperspace to these lanes and then travel these lanes and then exit these lanes and they're all mapped and there's just no way into the unknown region there's a couple secret ways that are hidden from people but they're they function in the same way right so you either know them or you don't uh and that is how after episode six or before episode seven the 30 year gap the remnants of the empire were able to go there they actually uh had already conquered that place uh it was like they all like worship the Sith or whatever. It's like it's where the final battle in episode nine took place. And everyone's like, this is out of nowhere. Why do they have so many ships? They just rose out of the fucking ground. Uh, there's an entire galaxy's worth of people here. There's an entire empire's worth of people here. They were waiting for you to come, right? Um, it's not actually out of nowhere. They conquered it a long time ago, right? And that's where they attacked from because they want the whole thing, not just half. But the, oh. but the half they're trying to conquer wasn't aware that the other half had people in it. <laughs> They thought it was just a bunch of abandoned territory that they couldn't access, right? Um, that was only a plot point in the sequels. It, it feels like a retcon, because um, it is. Uh, but the, 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 the people that helped get the Empire Remnants into that unknown area were these weird purple hooded figures that look like guild navigators from the Sci-Fi Channel rendition of Dune. Huh. Guild navigators were a thing in Dune where you could only do hyper light travel or uh, faster than light travel with a, a very specific uh, person who took the spice, which is also in Star Wars. Surprise. Um, but it's just a drug that makes makes you high. Um, but precognition, the ability you get from the, dr from the drug, right, is a, a Jedi power, of course. It's the whole reason why, um, like, in episode one, the pod race, the whole reason why the kid wins is because he can precognition, like, uh, oh, I need a turn, or I'm going to die, right? Um, 
that's a big uh, plot point in Dune is precognition, and fucking. They they just they they ripped off Guild Navigators recently, with, with the the all the Disney retcons. It's like they're continuing to steal, from Dune. It's not just a one time thing. It's not just George Lucas in the eighties, seventies, whatever the first movie came out, taking the initial no, that's ideas. A pretty big rip. I guess I guess what I said earlier isn't true. Then damn, <laughs> it, it wasn't just the first an initial kickoff. Like they continue to steal. It never stopped, and people are going. Creativity is dead, man. People who don't understand Dune are going to consider seeing the movie that Denny Villeneuve made that comes out next week, and they're going to think it's a Star Wars ripoff because it looks really similar. Like, why are they fighting with swords in space? Well, because there's this long history of laser guns and shields causing a nuclear explosion that kills all the parties. Like, so yeah, they have swords, but they're just going to think they're lightsabers because it's like... (laughs) Martial combat in space. Totally a Star Wars thing, but... It came from it's doing. fine see Dylan we get to be those guys they're like um actually um actually mm. I get to do it for once and be and be justified you're right it doesn't feel good being in that position but no it doesn't but it, it hurts me that there are so many people out like like Sarge shared a picture in, in the discord channel not uh, a couple days ago where someone was like the dude is just Star Wars for people who listen to tool and I'm like well they're one they're not really that wrong uh but Dune came first. Yeah, I don't know if I'd say that either, though. In all honesty, though, like Tool is a bit less that, in my opinion. I don't know. Star Wars is just a vehicle to sell toys. I mean, nowadays for certain it is one hundred percent. It always was. Like George Lucas is rich because of it. Like that's the whole reason Star Wars was worth as much money as it was. And oh, George Lucas okay. has a history of naming every single on-screen character and making a toy out of them. In fact, that's the only reason why we knew Boba Fett's name. Because he was just a masked bounty hunter man that had one speaking line in episode episode 5 when he was first introduced. And everyone's like, that guy looks cool. And then, you know, of course he's the coolest looking one because he's the one that actually captures our heroes, right? But they never knew his name. He never gave his name. His toy had his name on it. And a little, like, brief about his backstory on the back of the toy box. Wow. Okay, I never knew that. That's fucked up. Did you ever see the fight scene at the end of episode two where like like a hundred or so Jedi show up and start fighting droids? The start of the war. Uh, I think I have, yeah. Every single Jedi has a name. Familiar. Every single Jedi in that scene has a toy. There's like a hundred of them. Including ones that immediately die. They all have names. Like little like droids that repair uh, other droids in the background of like some scene in episode one that are never seen again. Uh, they have names. They have a toy. They're they've remade the movies several times. They're people hate that they do that. George Lucas does that. He'll add CGI and things that don't belong with modern technology into his movie from the seventies and eighties. Right. That includes little CGI droids that were not previously in the picture, and he made toys out of those. What a dickhead! Jesus. Yeah, it's just a vehicle to sell toys. It's never been deep. The story was always a ripoff from the beginning. Well, I'm glad I um, I'm glad I'm of the mind that I just never liked Star Wars because Jesus, mm-hmm. it's just a vehicle to sell toys, and the story was just hero's journey repackaged three times. And uh, no, you're not missing anything. I it's a guilty pleasure for me, but I know it's guilty. Like I'm I'm not gonna ever tell someone that it's it's valuable as art, right? Star Wars ain't deep. It's just fun, and the toys are fun. 
and the fight scenes are fun and the cool little laser swords are fun, but it's not that deep. It's complicated. They keep adding shit that makes it more complicated, but that doesn't make it deep. And if you want deep, the Dune movie comes out next fucking week, and it's only half the first book. Maybe a third, because he uh, Denis Villeneuve said that if it does well, he'll make three movies instead of two. Um, but that's, that's pretty cool. The third movie will probably be most of the second book, though, because the second book was very short. Uh, but the second book was a direct follow-up of, like, what happened to our hero after the last book? Oh, he's Hitler. Oh. Didn't see that coming. Oh, wait, we did. Right. Which is funny, because there's actually... Because it's so far in the future that nobody knows who Hitler is. Right. It's it's funny to think that a story like that exists. It's really fucking cool. I really like the idea of everyone's the villain. Mm. Um, there's, there's something special about... You know, I, there's, a, there's a human narrative to be had with that kind of thing mm-hmm. you know about human nature and so on and so forth and it and in a weird way it reminds me of like a lot of like modern anime things even like things like genshin where they really touch on that note of like like really riding that gray line of like you know these characters might have fucking incited genocide upon an entire fucking race of people but they're the people we go to for help now mm-hmm. you know shit like that it's like i love that stuff that's really fucking cool and honestly, it makes me think I'll probably really like Dune. So you probably would. Uh, I mean, you already liked the game. Uh- <laughs> I mean, I was uh, really young when I played it, but still, it still holds up. Uh, so it, it's cool because the it have been around the time I I started StarCraft actually, because mm-hmm. I remember thinking like, oh, this is the first fucking, or actually, I think I thought of it as like, oh, this is the predecessor to Red Alert. I'm like, hell yeah, dude. My brain was like, I'll love that. Yeah, but. It was like, I played it for like a couple of matches and I was like, oh, I'm going to go back to StarCraft. <laughs> also, I think you'll especially like the plot but, of the of the first book because it's not just everyone's a villain. They're a villain in a different way, right? Like the, the Emperor of the Galaxy is evil because he uses military to uh, hold his empire together. Uh, and his, his military is only strong because they're a bunch of badasses from a prison planet that grew up in harsh conditions, right? Um, one of the guys, uh, the, the primary rival of the hero, right? Main character man. Um, he uses, um, vice to keep his people in line. Like he'll get them addicted to drugs and then withhold those drugs to get what he wants. Right. Um, and then, you know, another guy, the father of the main character, like he, and his father before him, uh, charismatic leaders, not necessarily good. Right. But people like really love these people and will die for them. Even when they make stupid decisions. Right. And then our hero, he's evil because he exploits um, religious influence because he happens to fit into a prophecy, which is totally manufactured by another faction of people, right? A completely manufactured fake prophecy that he fits into, which they seeded on a bunch of planets so if they needed to hide out, they could exploit it and make it happen, right? And uh, he went the distance and he became their leader. And uh, they worship him like a god. But he knows he's not a deity, right? Uh, But he can very easily fool them with the powers that he actually has because of some other bullshit from other science fiction bullshit that is very well detailed and explained. Um, Yeah, it genuinely sounds pretty fucking good. Yeah. Like, storytelling-wise, like, the writing-wise, sounds like they they hit on a note that, honestly, I don't even think really Mm -hmm. gets hit on very strongly 
nowadays. And like I said, I think like the most I've ever seen, you know, the everyone's the villain uh, stuff is like in anime now. Mm -hmm. So it'll be, it'll be refreshing to get it in like a Western take nowadays. And I really, I really like Code Geass, perfect example for anyone wondering, like, like nobody's, nobody's a good guy in that. It's a lot like that. And um, so in, in Dune, like the second book, right? Uh, there's just this scene that really sticks with me. Like, there's this scene where main character man, right, he's fully developed his precognitive powers, right? Like, he um, has the ability to see into the past. Like, he has um, great sight into the past. And so he knows of things like Hitler, Genghis Khan, right? Um, oh, okay. And so when he was talking to his second-in-command dude, kind of grieving over the fact that his rise to power caused uh, a, many, many genocides on many, many planets as uh, the religion of him becomes the religion of the galaxy or die, right? Whether he wanted to stop it or not. Uh, that happens. And uh, many, many billions, back when a billion was a lot, right? We, if this was rewritten today, it would be like a bit, way bigger number. Uh, you know, forgive the author's creativity. He said billions. But many, many planets were destroyed. <laughs> Um, as this religion was established and the numbers like dwarf any like real life conqueror that we know about. Right. And so he he talks about Hitler and Genghis Khan to his second in command dude. And all of his second in command dude can say in response is, well, those aren't very big numbers. When he tells them like how many people that those people killed. Right. He's like, those aren't impressive numbers comparing them to their own and like military gloating. And it's like, Oh my God. How disconnected Damn. are you? That's and, beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it, from a writing standpoint, obviously it's horrible, but... <laughs> yeah. um, the main character compares himself to Hitler in a bad way, and he's like, I fucked up, but I have to live with it. <laughs> or it'll get worse. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's a very interesting saga. Um, anyways, we passed the golden ratio 20 minutes ago. Oops. We, I, we, it was worth it. I finally got to the Star Wars rant. I feel like there's more to say. Uh, TLDR, right? Star Wars is a ripoff. It's a, just a vehicle to sell toys, and it's not that deep. If you take nothing else away from my Star Wars rant, take that away. I still enjoy it. It's a guilty pleasure. Emphasis on the guilty, right? Whereas Marvel MCU, not a guilty pleasure. There's no pleasure in there. Like, the payoff at the Avengers Endgame was kind of... It felt kind of good, because I, I did watch all the movies ahead of time, right? as they came out over the course of 10 years, but I'm just happy it's over. Cause now I don't feel motivated to watch the others unless it's yeah. Spider-Man and like, um, don't read comic books. Co- the, the comic books, right. Are told in arcs, the arcs. They're always repeating themselves. They take place at different times of each other. They're written by different authors with conflicting ideas. It's fucking dumb. Read manga instead. <laughs> It's a no, co- honestly, you'll you'll get a way more consistent story. Yeah, it's a coherent experience with a beginning. It'll and just end. probably be really degenerate half the time, but yeah, <laughs> sure. And sometimes they go on forever, like One Piece, right? Yeah. But there's a lot of manga, uh, like Full Metal Alchemist, for example, where there's a clear beginning and end, and it, the, the 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 girl that wrote it thought of everything at the beginning. And maybe some stuff changed along the way. Sure. She's an amazing author. I need to read some of her later, or some of her more uh, recent stuff. Yeah, but well, but like the the ending was was thought of when created, right? Whereas with with uh, comics, there, there is no end. Like comics are designed to never end. It's like American TV show, right? 
Uh, and the one time it did end, everyone bitched about it uh, when DC did that big reboot. Like, I actually read those. I was like, oh, they're going to end it and reboot it all. I kind of want to see how this plays out. It was dumb. It was stupid, the way they did it. Uh, I, but the reboot apparently helped, and the new the new canon for DC is apparently a lot better. At least they had, like, a modern starting point. It's, it's more coherent than Marvel, for sure. But um, you're better off read manga if you're listening to this and you're thinking about getting into comics don't read dune read manga don't read comics i'm done mic drop thank you for listening to the melomancy podcast this has been victim and dylan you can find me at shipposter.club slash dylan but everyone calls me dylan victim where can they find you uh at mm underscore victim on twitter and a victim of gaming on Twitch. Mm-hmm. I had to think about that. It's been a lot of to say it out loud. Mm-hmm. But yeah. No, yeah. Uh, I think that's that's yeah. pretty much all I, all the places you I You can am. find him on Twitter. I already tried to get him onto the Fediverse. He said no. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm... I don't know. It's just one of those ones where like, it's, it's hard for me to like commit to like multiple different things. And that's mm-hmm. why I, I don't even use... One of the big reasons I don't even use Facebook anymore. Like, regardless of Facebook being bad, it's just, I'm too lazy. Yeah. When the day comes that you want genuine, nice, Twitter-like interface conversations with real humans, let me know. Don't just join like Sarge did. I'd like to recommend (laughs) you an instance that probably isn't the one I'm on. As much as I like Shitposter Club, I think there might be another instance that fits you a little better. And I would like to be part of the decision-making, so don't just join. Like, tell me this. Uh, but if you're listening to this and you're not in the Fediverse, just fucking join it. Like, find an instance. It'll, it'll be fine. It'll be totally fine. I'll see you guys next episode. Later.